Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And we are alive and well and living in River City. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in Spartanburg. And it is October 27th, and we are having the health and wellness for the golden age. And I was just saying to everybody how it seemed to be a little overcast when it was bright stars this morning and seeing Orion and the rest of them. The moon is is finally past the new stage. And we're going forward on fall weather. We're finally getting cool. Maybe my dog will get a little free of the fleas. <clears throat> and, um, <clears throat> pardon me, and go forward from that. What uh, I have several topics I want to discuss. One is the geoengineering of the fires the geoengineering of weather, coconut oil, and, um, oh, rat, what's the other one? Oh, orange juice. I sent you on the follow-up, I sent the orange juice one, and I hope many of you got to read it because... Orange juice is now way over its level of glycosense or whatever it is, but it's Monsanto's um, Roundup. Main ingredient is very heavy in your orange juice. It's probably very heavy in all of the food we intake. How does that affect you? Well, the WHO, the World Health Organization, has said two years ago that it's a carcinogen. It's a possible carcinogen or probable carcinogen. Probable or possible means you stay away from it. Why why would you want to put something in your body that could cause you to have cancer? But I was reading the article, a a large portion of it, on the uh, National Liberty Alliance health uh, hour, I want to say it was really 55 minutes. And I was reading a lot of it. And what they're stating in there that children, so many children, drink orange juice because mom's been told orange juice is good for your child. Only these children are getting glyphosate in orange juice, their bread, their meat, their vegetables, on down the line, where they're having overdose. And we are getting a larger percentage of children having cancer. I shared with everybody about the fact that I used to belong to a clown ministry. 
And I could clown around all I wanted. It was really fun. I could be as silly as I wanted because I had my white face on and my clown outfit on and my big shoes. And I just had a great old time. And those, um, the parties that we mainly did our clowning were Ronald McDonald's camp parties. And they are for children. We did the Halloween party where they had a wonderful, they had to go around and trick or treat at these actual street sites on a movie lot. So it was a lot of fun for the kids. But what that did was it was a fundraiser. You paid so much to have, to come on it. We were just the keep the crowds moving type of usage. And then we had a Christmas party where we were outdoors, and because California has a lot of sunshine days, and we were outdoors, and we were, again, keeping the crowd entertained while they were waiting in line. But these were the children with cancer. So it is really a very, very um, heart-rendering thing. And it's more so today. Now, um, let's see. Oh, you know, uh, law fans, send me that guy in Florida also because of the fact that we've lost some people in Florida because of time. Their life goes on and they, they have to drop out. So send me that too. Um, but organic orange juice, no Ophelia what what's no Ophelia mean? I gotta give you up my McDonald's cheeseburgers. Yep, McDonald's McDonald's supports. That's one of the good things they do. They do support the Ronald McDonald Children's Houses for children with cancer, and um, whether it's organic orange juice or not. They're all getting sprayed with Roundup. They have found in Florida, where a majority of the organ, where the orange trees are, uh, the the water base has um, the watering after putting Roundup on has gone into the table. It's affecting plant life, animal life. Uh, the rivers, all of the vegetation, and they've been doing it for over 20 years, if not more so. And uh, what this one lady came up and was telling us, she says the alligators now come on, come out of the river and are hermaphrodites, and they... They uh, um, I can't remember if she says they do give birth to the alligators or they don't. I mean, the alligators are affected. So it's, it's not, not happening. It's happening all the time because that's the imbalance that's going on. And it's time we really looked at some of it. Our, our group here can look at it and get other people aware of it. Oh, I meant Orpha. She's not on tonight. 
<laughs> yeah, you're still at nighttime. Orpha sometimes sleeps late because she doesn't get uh, to bed early. She's a night owl type person. Uh, but she'll be on in a little bit. So <clears throat> that's the one thing with the oranges. And it's very, very important. Um, I sent it out. And Donnie, I can't remember if I have you on my email list. I'll send you that article so you can send it to your your people so they get an actual, uh, get the information. Then the other topic I wanted to bring up was coconut oil. My buddy in Virginia was is telling me about that coconut oil now is showing Nano, and they're they're still doing research on it, but nanoparticles of aluminum. Now we know that the chemical trails that the chemical trail planes are spewing has aluminum in it. They're little pieces, very little pieces. That's to make that dust. But it is a uh, there's barium, aluminum, other things. And I think they have in there stuff that makes fire burn longer, hotter, and more extensive than their fires uh, that we used to have, little, not little forest fires, but forest fires. The otherwise, what is going on is the issue of what happened in Napa Valley? People now are showing different, I don't know, I, I haven't really been able to listen to all of it, but the way Randy was telling it to me was that there were sparks that came from the sky, not from the ground. So it wasn't started by a man or a woman on the ground or kids. It was started from a spark in the sky into those houses. And if you've seen the houses that were burned in uh, Napa Valley, they were burned to ashes, total ashes. What house burns totally down to the ground? What car burns? totally down to the ground, into ashes. None of us have ever seen that. Oh, I see. Okay. He's a simpleton. Okay, on the Florida guy. But he may be interested. Well, you never know. Okay. The issue that is, is what I'm bringing up, Napa Valley has had forest fires when I used to live out there. They were quickly squelched. They were quickly put under control. And nothing nothing major burned. This forest fire burned entire neighborhoods to ashes. A, a person who has looked at why found out that Napa, the city of Napa, is under Agenda 21. And they wanted a specific section to be used for Agenda 21. And the people I 
would assume, this is just my projection, didn't want to sell their houses. So they burned them to the ground. Burn them to ashes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Agenda 21 is the system that was put in place in the 80s, 1980s, down in South America with that, the that time president of, um, oh, what's his name? He went around and talked about the um, global warming and all this other BS that was going on. Um, what, what was his name, um, Colin? He was a vice president with Bush. Uh, he ran for presidency. Uh, names are skipping me uh, right now. Oh, there's Orpha. Hi, Orpha. Hi. <laughs> you got on. Did you text me? No. Oh, okay. No. I text me. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, I was just talking about the vice president back in the uh, 1980s that went and actually brought forward the Agenda 21, and he ran for presidency. What was his name? I think I yeah, I was trying to think. It, if it's who you're wanting, I've got it on the tip of my tongue, but I, it won't Yeah, come put up your forth. tongue out, and I'll see if I can read it. I'm, it's not I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I didn't uh, think I didn't think he was with. Uh, well, I, I know the. Um, it's something like that. Orts or dorts. Um, okay, well it'll come up. Well, this guy brought it back to the state, and everybody thought it was wonderful. It had already been set up. All the ramifications, everything it was going to do was set up before they ever went to South America. And the people just cookie-cutter okayed it. There was a wonderful expose about how much it was set up before they ever got there. And that it was all uh, Agenda 21. And this was just wonderful. And the people had no say-so in it. They were coerced into approving it. And it has been a horrible, horrible detriment to the communities where they they put it in. And the uh, the community of Napa is doing Agenda 21, and they burnt those specific houses down so they can move in the Agenda 21 protocol. And what will end up with these different cities? They will be in debt. They will be bankrupt. And that's the objective. They want the cities like Chicago and Illinois to be bankrupt. They don't want you to have any financial power. They don't want you to be able to uh, say no to them. You're their victim. And so it's very important on uh, how you uh, you look at all this stuff. But those fires in the Napa area were set by a spark from the sky. 
Now, the, I haven't completed reading the article. I kind of skimmed over it. But it is geoengineering fire setting. <laughs> they're, they're putting everything out here to succumb us. And we have to spread this out to as many people as possible. I'll be putting all that into the follow-up email. Please send it out to people. And um, it's, I'll go ahead, Orpha, you wanted to say something? I, I was just going to say, Gary had sent us a uh, YouTube thing on these fires. And it was when when this lady is explaining this, it, it suddenly dawns on you, yeah, what the heck is going on? Because these fires have not left ashes of normal fires. I mean, things that should show as rubble in a fire, it's just gone. Correct. Absolutely nothing, you know. There, but yet things that should burn are still standing. Trees, you know, <laughs> you're going, wait a minute, you know, whole frameworks, the whole house, it's totally gone. Stuff that should not have burned completely in the house, gone. You yep. know, it's like it just up and disappeared. Fires well, don't burn that way. Yeah. That, that's exactly what Randy's saying. And when I watched the video, <clears throat> cement walls were crunched. They were gone, cement walls. They never, yeah. I mean, brick walls yeah. and chimneys are gone. And, mm-hmm. and one of the other things Randy was talking about, he said, a picket fence could be standing in the house of total ashes. Why did yeah. the picket fence burn? Why isn't it burning from the heat? Because yeah. it's all, he thinks also they are specifically targeting specific houses because one house at uh, one, two, three, four is totally ashes and five, six, seven, eight house, the the house next door whose number is five, six, seven, eight, isn't even touched, isn't even charred. Do you know what they did mm-hmm. in, I mean, what, uh, we used to have forest fires all up and down in the uh, LA area and along the coast. It didn't leave houses standing. Mm-hmm. One time, one house was standing. Why? The owner had built it to be fire resistant. So it was specifically built to not burn. Everything around them burned. I mean, they were still formations there. It wasn't ashes. And we're mm-hmm. talking back in the 90s. So there's definitely the difference here, as you said, Orpha. I mean, no. I mean, even I said uh, cars turn to ashes. Excuse me? You always have a hope. There's metal there. (laughs) It was so hot. You've got to say that that temperature had to be over 4,000 degrees. the, The plastic, the metal, all the stuff that's in a car to make it all ashes. So there's geo, there's definitely geoengineering in the fires that are going on. And look how long they burn. I mean, all those forest fires in Washington, Nevada, um, Washington, Oregon, and California, they've been burning for months. 
What are we getting sprayed from the air? The barium, the aluminum, all the other particles that cause our fire material. So it, uh, this has to be gotten out to everybody for people to start saying, why? Why are they doing this? Let's stop it. So it's very, very much uh, to gather what this information is. And I'll send it out because Randy sent me a lot of stuff about that. And also, I also talked about yours and my favorite uh, commodity, coconut oil. They are oh. now finding that very, very nanoparticles of aluminum are in coconut oil. And where do we use it? in our cooking, in our drinks, on our body, in our mouth, or the toothpaste, and on and on, we're using coconut oil all over. What a greater way to get more people totally either having dementia, memory loss, a cancer of the brain, other things that are direct results of aluminum. And aluminum's in our water. It's part of the thing. You call it, uh, LaFan, you call it aluminum. Why is aluminum in coconut oil? That's the question we're asking. Coconut oil is our favorite, too. Orpha and I use it all the time. I don't know uh, about you, uh, Colin, but Orpha uses it multiple areas. I use it in my cereal. And um, I was testing it on my own skin, but you can't feel it. And, he, and uh, uh, Randy uh, attempt, uh, used a magnet on it, and aluminum, of course, has no steel in it. So it's not um, uh, what you call the um, magnetized. So you can't really pull it out. So question where the coconut is coming. I read uh Well top. aluminum aluminum doesn't isn't attract the magnets anyway, so I don't know why he put okay. a magnet on it. Well he he thought if there was any metal in the aluminum it would attract. Oh. And he, that was just an experiment. And yep. Oh listen to this. Aluminum is one of the ingredients in McDonald's seasoning fries and McNuggets. See what mag- what aluminum is doing is creating the mental illnesses. It's like your mercury. Mercury uh, creates mental illness. Someone was also telling me last night on the National Liberty Alliance that with sugar, they put in sugar sugar or or where sugar is refined in the buckets or however it's done, the, the whirling and breaking down the uh, cane, et cetera. So it's that, that fine um, granulated materials. They said they, are, they, they break it down with lead containers, in lead containers. And what is it we have the most of in our cookies, candies, cakes, breads, etc. Sugar. And if it's got lead, 
this lady was connecting a dot of why we have so much HDHD or whatever those initials are. We used to call it learning disability. But lead paint is forbidden here in the States, but not lead used for the, um, for, you know, making sugar granulated. See how things are getting centrifuge containers. Thank you, law fan. That's exactly right. They beat it out so that it, the sugar will come down, but it's in lead containers. You think the lead doesn't come off? Hello? So, and then the other thing that uh, I just mentioned with... Um, you can't uh, even get lead gas anymore. No. Not here. But we get all that sugar from other countries where they do not have the lead used, removed, you know. And then if they did it in aluminum, we're going to get aluminum. So they're putting aluminum in everything. And even in your salt, this lady was saying, in salt, they're even putting aluminum in salt. And the, she said that when her grandmother had a salt bin, you just went in and scraped it off. The salt shaker was an invention for convenience. Now, I, I'm Orpha, you probably and um, all of us are over the age of 20. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm on>. and, <laughs> at um, least. <laughs> yeah, at least. And we used to, we were, t- at least I was told, they used to put small granules of rice in there to keep it from hardening. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know that they put rice in there, but if they're putting aluminum in, it's really scary. We're, we're getting besieged by aluminum. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And then um, I was listening just before I got on the program here about the fact that um, Las Vegas is a different site than you and I all think of it as. We think of it as just a mafia-owned money entertainment center. But it's actually, what this lady was saying, it's actually been invaded and taken over by other, and not extraterrestrial. She's saying between the Muslims and the Chinese, it's no longer an American establishment. And she's calling it an invasion. What better way to invade is through the entertainment. And what do they do with the entertainment? We've all read stories about how the senators and representatives have been compromised, if that's the right word. Actually, they're um, blackmailed by the going to the parties and participating in the parties. Or they have taken a drink and been compromised that way. So all of what we're saying is total corruption. And those people aren't getting out of it because of the fact that they have been elected to represent their 
people for a corporation. And this corporation is totally corrupt. Now, I think it's great that um, Trump is doing what he's doing and starting to do very uh, push for us to not be in those types of environments because we've got to stop it. This is not healthy. And there you are. That's a very interesting connection, Lothan. We are being illuminated, illumined, LOL. The Illuminati are illuminated. Now, if someone wants, uh, in something I read or something they said, in certain light, people are starting to glow. What that means, I don't know. Are they so full of aluminum? Are they so full of something else? I don't know. But uh, there is that issue there. So we have, and I did talk about orange juice or from, that it is so full of glyphosate, whatever the main ingredient of Roundup is, that's what it has. And uh, that is in orange juice, pretty much probably all your citrus fruits because it comes from Florida. It has ruined the, it is ruining, they don't, they're not telling anybody, but it is ruining the vegetation, the insects, the, the animals, the waterways, and the people now. And this one lady on uh, National Liberty Alliance pointed out the fact that the alligators have become, um, um, af- they're, they're mating with themselves and giving forth whatever. So they're uh, hermaphroditic. I, I can't remember the word she used, but it is very interesting that we're being creamed in our nature from the roots up to the sky. And it's important we make other people aware of this. And I don't call, I'm not calling it chemtrails anymore. I'm calling it chemical trails because of the fact people aren't getting what, oh, chemtrails, that's just the, the, the planes dumping their gas. I said, no, they're above the level of commercial planes. You can't barely see the plane. The reason you know it's there is because of the white trail it leaves. So that white trail shows that there's a plane up there, but they are above the commercial corridor where commercial planes fly. And under that is where the small planes fly, the helicopters, etc. They don't they don't fly in the commercial area. So it's uh it's important to know the difference on your height that they are chemical planes. Well the um easiest way to tell what if it's a chemtrail coming out of a plane or just, you know, whatever they normally do. Um, if you see a plane and a white streak behind it, there'll be a, a certain amount, uh, you know, back there. But as the plane moves, that white tail basically just stays that same length all the way 
across because it dissipates. So you have a little bit of a white trail, but the the chemtrails, it lingers and stays. So you see all these crisscrosses, you know, up in the sky. So if you can watch a plane and you see that tail dissipating, you know, a fair amount of distance, but at least dissipating behind it as it moves, then that's not chemtrails. But if it stays, then it's chemtrails. You could also tell by the height. Yeah, but most people, most people can't judge that from down here. I mean, when you're up in a plane, you can't even judge that distance. But I'm just saying, when you look up into the sky and you see a plane going and it's leaving a small white trail behind it, that's regular. That's not chemtrails. But when you see it, you know, you may or may not be able to see it, but if you see a streak that is moving along and it's staying in the sky, that's a chemtrail. That's That's something people can easily see. Yeah, that's That's a chemical trail. But I'm I know. That's what a chemtrail is. What do you think the word uh, chem I, I, comes from? Also, that's why I'm changing it to chemical so well, that people get it's chemical. Because they've I, been told that that's from a plane going into an airport. You've got to call it what it is, just like we have to call the government a corporation now. I'm not arguing that fact. And anyone on this call probably knows what a chemtrail is, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We need to to change uh, our language to make it, for those that don't know, we're preaching to the choir here. I'm putting it on the recording so that people know it. But I got to tell you, I live close to an airport here that flies jets in and out. They don't dump their gas coming in. That's against the EPA and it was full of lead. So the, uh, it's called uh, avgas, uh, aviation gas. And they don't dump it like they used to do because it, they're so much lower and it dumps on the people and it's really very toxic. But with what you're saying, the white trail that stays up there and hangs up there, those are the chemical trails. And those chemical trails are the ones full of the barium, the aluminum, and and many other fire-starting materials is what I think is in there now. So it really behooves us. Since we don't have a lot of forest around here in uh, South Carolina, I mean, we have the little patches but nothing like they have on the West Coast. Those are huge forests they're burning down. Why? So the slopes won't hold back. They can be mudslides. They can bury towns. They will kill all the vegetation and or grow an area. You've got to look at why they're doing it all. And it is about controlling, and it is about Agenda 21. And we've just got to talk it out. We had a town down here in, uh, near Columbia that was taken over by Agenda 21, and these people fought back. We hear nothing of that town anymore. We hear nothing. They had in their families history 
the land they lived on was hundreds of years in their family's possession. And they cannot sell it. They can't give it away. They do not own it. That's what Agenda 21 basically gets down to. That's how evil Agenda 21 is. It is not for the good of the people. It is for the good of the pocketbook of those that want to come in. And as I, I was telling them about uh, Napa and taking and burning to ashes those houses, and all they have to do now is just put a bulldozer in and pile the ashes onto a truck and get it out of there, just like they did with the uh, the towers in New York. They were ashes. No, no beams left, no flooring, nothing. Ashes. So they're doing it all over to really wipe out what the people own. And um, <laughs> or if you're going to laugh, look, a law fan fan, because I'm so pushy, you know, he said, Change your language, Orpha. Don't be naughty. N-A-W-T-Y. <laughs> but he was saying, when I lived in Michigan, the chemtrails were chronic and everywhere. Tic-tac-toe. Exactly. That's exactly the pa- pattern that uh, um, uh, Orpha was saying. And you're saying chemo equals trails, but I leave cancer is a fungus and or a karma. You're right with the cancer. However, cancer grows in environments where they are, their immune system is broken down. And when you have these different kinds of, um, like the orange juice with the um, lyphocyte or whatever it is from Roundup in it, that main ingredient, then your immune system is down and the fungus will grow easier and you will have uh, the growth of cancer. There's just too much, too much illness that's being put on it. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Trump, someone said on NLA that Trump was talking about cutting up the opiates that everybody's hooked on. Guess what? I read an article right after on from um, uh, one of these uh, raw vegans, Roger Husky, and he was saying he was addicted to bread. Now, Orpha, what have you, you and I have talked about is our bread addiction. And Mm he, uh, oh, it is clearing up. Sun's coming out. And the, addiction to bread. It took me almost two to three months to break myself of my bread addiction. And I knew it was an addiction. Well, it's not, it's not just the bread. I mean, anything that's made from your, all your grains that they've got genetically modified out there. Glyphosate is there because of the genetically modifying, because they're adding the stuff. And So we're, we're, I'm sorry, and, the, and, and it's the carbohydrates that we're addicted to, but the <clears throat> other stuff, the genetic, well, 
I try to, uh, let me just put it this way. That is why it's so important to eat organically. I mean, the uh, yes, there you're still going to get some, but nothing like what you do if you go ahead and eat conventionally. You know, it's yeah. it, it's at least it's a. I know it's an effort that I've tried to do, and if I have a um, chance to to you know, I may see something in the store that isn't organic, but it's it's labeled as non non GMO, the non GMO project. Um I look for that all the time because eating organically is what I am trying to really get away from is the GMO. But even with organic you're getting chemicals but they're they're natural types of chemicals. They're not the synthetic man made chemicals. Um, because you will find that you know, they they do have to you know spray pesticides and stuff, but you can get pesticides and herbicides that are not genetically modified. That they are natural, uh, natural age natural type agents that will kill the weeds and and whatnot without adding these synthetic chemicals, which is a big thing that glyphosate on the, you know, the other food. So as I, so it's the genetically modified stuff you want to look out for because that's where you're getting the glyphosate. That's where you're getting your immune system broken down and almost all of grains, unless you look for it specifically, that it is either organic or non-GMO. It's going to have that in there. So that's just the point I was trying to make. But, you know, it it really is, it does make a difference to eat organic. I mean, I, now last year I did have a couple of colds. um, But I I was in a situation, I was watching my kids or something. They they were both just uh, really sick. And somehow or another, I picked up something. I know mine didn't last as long as theirs did, but other than that, I I don't I don't get colds in the flu, you know. And some that they they're now starting to do. Besides, you know, on every street corner, you can get a flu shot with a free mm-hmm. meal, if you will, or a five dollar gift certificate gift card. Um, my insurance company is calling me up on the phone, reminding me to go get my flu shot. I'm going, oh what the God. hell? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this is, your, you know, your your insurance company. We're just calling to remind you to go get your your flu shot. <laughs> oh, my God. That I don't horrible. think so. I know. I don't think so. Good for you. But uh, part of what I was uh, attempting to bring out, and and you brought up all the arguments that I used to have, but the thing that this writer was bringing out was the issue that there's opiates put into it, into the grain that makes it become a real addiction. 
We didn't know there were opiates put in there. And what did, what is Trump talking about? Opiates. Get the opiates out of your system. This is a very major problem. We have, uh, as I said uh, weeks ago, about the book that is on the uh, the bookcase for the kids to see is uh, pharmaceutical addiction. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the opiates that he's talking about. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to well, interrupt. I know, but the opiates are in your bread also. Yeah, but do you think that he's honestly talking about getting the opiates out of, you know, the farmers putting it in the grains? No. He's only talking no. about the prescription drugs. That's all he's talking about. That's fine, but it's opiates. Get the picture. Opiates. So is cannabis. But cannabis can be a very healing product, and they're very much against you know you you know being able to get medical marijuana or anything like that because you know oh my it goodness heals, it, it heals it, people and that's true. But what I was thinking it doesn't is, kill people. Cannabis does not kill people. I didn't cannabis, say it heals. Oh, I, oh heals. I thought you said kills. <laughs> No, 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 no. We want them well. <laughs> yeah, we know cannabis kills people. No. Yeah, okay. we know. That's what I heard. Yeah, 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 no, I wouldn't do. Uh, but um, the, what I'm saying is that the grains are raised. Yes, they are GMO. And they're mixed. You can put opiates in the mixture to make whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Makes a little bit of sense. I didn't think of that, but that, this is why it's frightening. Because of the fact I mean, really, we've gotta look at your grandchildren, my grandchildren, are they ever going to actually have children? Mm-hmm. They're sterilizing most of them without anybody's approval by the way they have done all of this GMO stuff. They have done all of the other crap that's been put out there. There was a movie out where the movie was about taking care of this young woman who was going to have a baby as she was the only one not sterile so that they could start having the uh, population again. Because it really is objectively wanting to sterilize and de... (laughs) Get that? um, De-populate the world. So this is this is the agenda, and and we've got to stop that agenda. And well, these and young kids are being affected. Go ahead. I've I've said before it's it's amazing. You know I know <clears throat> gays have been around for centuries from the beginning of mm-hmm. time, but nothing like the explosion you're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Nothing like it. The, mm-hmm. There are, you know, it, it's 
it's gotten to the point where if you're straight, you're weird. Correct. And that's the, the that is what is called peer pressure. I'm reading a book. Well, yeah, but, but I, I'm just saying that I I I don't see how we can't attribute. You know, people don't put the connection together with genetically modified food, and all of a sudden people are not being attracted to the opposite sex anymore. I'm going, what? You know, That's and correct. when you have <clears throat> same sexes together, there is no gonna, there is not going to be any new babies. That's correct. So can't be and done. it's purposeful. Won't have and and who would you have better than people that now? I, back when my mother was a young woman, and in Boston, you could not be married and teach school because you might have a baby. And because you might have a baby, the children would find out where babies came from. Scary, huh? Because that's exactly the MO that they were using so that the women were single teaching school and um, the children never knew where babies came from. Well, they found out when they got pregnant where they came from. So it's a very peculiar mentality. But today, back when Hitler was in session, they had um, very heavily were um, without people's consent, they were um, uh, sterilizing the retarded, the uh, all the others with handicap. They were doing experiments all over the place on them to make certain there were no more of these kind of children made available. So it's it's a scary proposition of what we're doing. They're repeating what they did in Germany on us today. And that's what people are not getting, how much that repetition is actually going on. And it, it, it is it is what they're doing. History repeats itself, people, over and over and over again. And uh, we've got to be very alert to what is going on. They were even talking about that, about um, the um, different ways of, uh, of controlling people. And this is part of what's going on. It's all about the control and how can we control them better and what is a, a more substantial way to control raka raka raka. So it's uh, there's just too much going on around us for us to ignore what it is that's happening. So those are just some of the things that I wanted us to hear about and. Uh, if you're having an addiction problem, look at what it is you're eating 
to find out what it might be that is creating your problem for not being able to do what you want to do and or weight problem and or this thing or that thing. All of it's uh, out there for us to learn from it. So I yield. Anybody else, anything else they want to do? Oh, here's uh, um, Lothan brings up this video. He said, the war on masculinity. Just for what you said, Orpha, with the fact that I am addicted to coffee. People for uh, centuries have been addicted to coffee. And um, actually, good old sourdough bread doesn't have what, for whatever the reason with being sourdough, it did. I can have sourdough and not feel addicted or I got to have the whole loaf where I do with the other kinds of loaves and fresh bread. Now, uh, Colin makes his own bread, but he makes it all out of, as Orpha promotes, um, organic materials. Oh, and going back to the cotton uh, coconut oil, Randy sent me two organic names, and I'll send those on to you, and, uh, of coconut oil. And what I get at Kirkland in Costco is organic, and it's cold-pressed. So I, I don't have enough information. I'm just making you aware of it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think about this coconut oil because Anytime I look at any coconut oil, I can't hardly even find non-organic. That's one thing that I have that I, I see more than anything is organic coconut oil. I, I have yet to find one that isn't organic. So I'm trying to figure out where this is coming from. You know, I need to you know que- question the the coconut Absolutely. oil thing. I'm not really sure. I mean, it's all organic and it's all cold pressed, so I don't. I'm out to lunch on the whole putting aluminum and stuff in coconut oil. I don't know about that. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up, Orpha, because I am also. I feel the same way as you do. If it's yeah. organic, it should be better. However, every place is being sprayed with this. Al- the chemical trails. There isn't any place that doesn't get it in the world. So it it is a um, a worldwide thing. So it could very easily be that maybe at the roots of the trees, when the coconut's coming up, it's taking the aluminum. And at that time, just as it is with the uh, taking in of the um, Roundup stuff at the roots. We don't know. I know but there there has to be <clears throat> some way because you you are correct. When you get down to the chemical trails, there's there's no nobody's safe. Nothing is safe. Right. But there has right. to be some. Some way for you know these things to be somewhat protected when they're doing organic. Um, 
of course, it, the the regulations for it, I guess, could be more along the lines of they're not using um, they're not using genetically modified things to make an organic product, but that doesn't mean, you know, it might not have gotten some from the air, like you said. <clears throat> so, that, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still out on the coconut oil. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. I, 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 I question the source. Yep, yep. You're absolutely right. I, I totally applaud you on that because that's why I put it on NLA. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, um which that that brings up another thing. They are now campaigning that coconut oil is bad for you. Yeah. And so this makes total sense, you know, that they're putting out information that is incorrect, you know. Why would they do that? They wouldn't maybe tell me a lie. <laughs> right, but maybe it's correct now if we're, we're really finding out, which would totally blow their cool because of the fact that, oh, we don't want people to get off it. We just want them to, uh, you know, fight and get more of it. And, when you know, when they deny us something, we want more of it. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, what's the truth to it? What is the truth to it? I don't know. I have no idea. That's why. That's why we have to go with, you know, those gut feelings for each of us yep. on our own because. You have to, whatever you believe is true, is true for you. Correct. And you you will, you know, cause those things to be part of your life. But um, if you don't believe it's true, that also is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, that's interesting. It brings up another topic that... Um, Randy had sent me about um, the, how, do, how are they called? They're, uh, let me see if I have it up here. No. Oh, it's the characteristics of whether or not you're a, let me see if I can move this down. No. Okay. Let's see if I can move this down. Uh, NASA star people characteristics. And star people are people who have within them their own inner being of just what you were saying, your gut, your, and that you eat a better food. You and Colin uh, eat very clean food, and I attempt to eat uh, clean food. And what that is, is giving you and your body a better chance to be, if you, to use one word that we're aware of is clairvoyant. Not that we do it all the time, but you've had things happen to you, uh, 
orphan. I think Colin has, I have, where we knew we got a warning and we had we, we paid attention to it and did something different. And I know some things that popped into my head that people asked a question and something popped in my head and I just told it to them. And they came back later and said, that was the best advice. And I have no idea where it came from. And I think that's happened with you. Uh, and I'll send this characteristics out so you can really have uh, a link to it so that you can look at it because so much of what's going on is about us being aware of what we can do even more than what we thought we could do as a as someone here. And I've been a big skeptic of all this uh, UFO stuff. I know it's out there. I know about the space people, and I'm, I'm being facetious because I have past lives in space stuff. So uh, I just don't know how much is true or false about it. Uh, for today. So I just kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. However, this guy who is talking about it, his parents were actually affiliated with Edgar Casey. And I think uh, on our call, we know who Edgar Casey is. He was a, um, I want to say a psychic, but he was also a clairvoyant in being able to actually say what healing need to be done on someone's body. And that was quite unusual in his day that he was able to do it. And they did many tests on what he did and proved he was right. So it's, uh, it's something we do, we can look non-leanable. And that has to do with our uh, constitution stuff. But the other side is the health. Many people that are taking these chemical prescriptions are altering their body DNA. The aluminum is altering our body DNA. The fluoride and all the other stuff that's put in our water, air, etc., are altering our DNA. So it, it's important we stop all this and get to where we really can be our our own self. So it's it's good. And Lawfan saying the gray and the G-R-E-Y slash G-R-A-Y area, alienable, what's true for me, that unwritten law, non-alienable. That's a whole different uh, thing. I was looking at it different. Here's something. I am extremely... He's going on about food. He must be hungry. Lawfan, you must be hungry. But just like <laughs> uh, fenugreek for testosterone boosts for men, yet it boosts lactation in women. So I would not think fenugreek is good for being masculine. Interesting. That brings up another topic that we talked on last night was the amount of men having breast cancer. Because breast cancer, uh, and and one of the other guys said, yes, breast cancer is much more prevalent in men now. They don't say much about it. And why? Obesity. The obesity of the men, everything enlarges. Why not the chest area? 
but they are getting, they are having, uh, and before I left L.A., I definitely um, uh, had heard of at least two guys in the group I was uh, associated with that had mammograms, had, um, not mammograms, they had breast cancer, but they were heavy set men. So no one's immune to this stuff. It's affecting us in many, many ways, in either in our masculinity or our femininity. I look at some of these girls and I go, she's a dyke. I can tell now. Well, before with, um, with males and females that were gay, the men I could tell easier than the women. The women could hide it much easier. But now they dress like men. Yeah, you can you can usually look at <clears throat> like two um, lesbians and see which one is the if you want to uh, distinguish between the two the the male portraying one and the one that's more female. They're right. um, you, you can <laughs> you're right. You can much easier distinguish. I don't know where they came up with the name Dyke, but that's really... <laughs> I, well, why gay? Um, we were always talking about... Gay was always happy. A gay person, a happy person. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But again, no, but I mean, Dyke really has a... Mm, just a, a, a real weird... Uh, Feeling, if you will, you say that word, but you're right. You can you can much easier tell the women now. Yeah, yeah. The the dykes. And and why is that? Again, programming. All about the programming. They're they're wanting so much to program how people do, and in. What that says to me, and this is just a viewpoint I have, it means that none of these people are thinking on their own feet. They're doing the crowd-pleasing ammo. You gotta dress alike. You gotta wear your clothes alike. You gotta have the same of this. You gotta have the same of that. Why? What for? You know? Just my opinion, but I just get quite razzled by the fact that so much of what we're going through in our learning cycle is very different than what we went through as kids. Very different. Really, really interesting. Hmm... Where is it going to take us? Well, that's why we need us to get done quickly with our our bringing the uh, Articles of Confederation forward. Really, really need it very heavily. Anybody else have something to add? Talk you out. <laughs> Sorry about oh, that. Oh, this is Ron. Good morning. 
Go ahead. <clears throat> I, I, you were talking about the chemtrails earlier. It reminded yeah. me. It's been over 15 years ago when I went to a meeting and and somebody spoke about the chemtrails and I didn't know about them. And uh, after the meeting, uh, I went outside and looked up, and there they were. And I went home and listened to the 6 o'clock news and the weather, and the weatherman said, it's partly cloudy out there. And that was the first (laughs) experience I had with them. It wasn't the natural clouds God created. That's all I got to say on that subject. Thank you, Donnie, because that is exactly right. Great observation and very good for learning. And and the more we keep uh, really talking about them as chemical trails, people start looking at what they really are because those are the chemicals that are poisoning them, and that's what you have to say to them. I mean, we have to start really being blunt today because they're they're not getting it when we're nice. They're just not getting it. And so I, I, I think we have to stop being nice and really say, this is what they truly are. They are chemical trails and they are detrimental to your health and your family's health, et cetera. So, uh, and you don't want to look up chemtrails in uh, YouTube because there's a lot of contradictory stuff and so you have to kind of wade through all the contradictory to get to the basics and so what um, they now are calling it geoengineering that's what the fires are geoengineered and this is this is amazing what is being engineered for our better health and our better livelihood, no, our deathlihood, if you want to be honest with us. That's really what they're, they're wanting is to have our death. So we can't go forward with any of this other pizzazz that they're, they're talking about unless we really call it what it is. So I just encourage you. Sorry, I didn't mean to get hard on you, but... You know me. Oh, no, change it now. It took me a while to get it, so I apologize. <laughs> I get so excited about all these words. So it, it I've got, really I got tougher skin than that. I know, girlfriend, and you're used to me doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. It's good. It's good. It's what we're about about all of us really looking at what it is they're really doing to us in order for us to be able to to not be succumbed by it. So thank you, Donnie, for that insight. And, and, and maybe that's what we can say about how people have learned that they were chemicals. And if you're near an airport, please look at what is really going on at that airport so you can see the difference when a plane is coming in to where they are dumping all of the supposed gas. They can't do it anymore. That is what some of the people have been able to stop 
was it dumping the gas over the people because it's full of lead. So uh, it's a whole different ball game from what's going on. Anybody else have any happy stuff we can really talk about? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, I had mentioned about this um, advertisement of the stuff to clean out your lymph system. Oh, yeah. And I I actually got it, and I've tried it. And it's really... Um, well, it's not working as fast as they said, but it's not working as fast on me for some of the stuff they said it should. But I have noticed a difference. The one thing that I noticed right off the bat which was kind of strange in itself because they didn't even mention this. Um, see, I've, for a few years now, I've gotten away from conventional deodorants. And um tell you what, it is very challenging to find natural product out there that really works. Um, yeah. I, can, I can take a shower a half hour later. I can... You know, I'm s- smelling again, you know, and I'm going, dang, there's got to be something out there. I've tried so many different things, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it it doesn't last very long. I've used the crystals and every, you know, crystal sprays I've used. I tried a lemon juice one one day and boy, did that burn. Um, oh. You know, just just different things, you know. I've, I've tried so many different things, it's ridiculous. So I thought, you know what? forget it because it ain't working but I it was it was really getting bad for me you know I just don't lift up your arms Orpha but I tried this lymphactive stuff and right away I'm going I don't smell. <laughs> What's oh, wow. with that? Um, I and by the end of the day, I could, you know, a little bit, yeah, you know, but it, you'd, it, it's, it's more the amount that you would uh, expect, you know, mm-hmm. but nothing like what it was before, and so, I mean, because you do put it on under your arms, but you put put it. I mean, you're you're putting it on the lymph nodes there, and I'm not exactly sure exactly. I don't think it's right smack in your armpit. I think it's just a little bit below the armpit, but higher than than the breast. Um, but I've been using that twice a day now, and it and it's still like that. You know, I, I it was really a, you know done something there. Also, I was getting these age spots on my hands, you know, on my hands. I could see it going up and down my arms, you know. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. starting to see these goofy spots coming out, and um, those are fading. They're really? really fading. I I was, am I seeing things? Are those going away? <laughs> and they really are. 
I noticed my face smoothing out. Um, you know, my skin is just looking better, you know. Um, even my little crow's feet, they're, which are really bad with me because of my eyes. So I've got mm-hmm. some really deep lines there from squinting my eyes all the time. But even those are smooth, you know, smoothing out a little bit. So this stuff works. I, I mean, it hasn't um, worked as much for my weight yet. I think um, that might. I mean, because because my weight gain that I had was from medications that the doctors right. put me on. I quit taking them and. I think it had a different effect on how and why I was, you know, carrying the weight. Because I never changed anything. Well, actually, I, I did change my diet. I changed it better. And I still, I still, you know, wasn't losing this weight. Um, of course, I think my other issues is between my back and my knee. It's hard to do the exercise I should. But, um, you know, I, I eat clean food I I eat good so well you were here at my house once um mm-hmm. you know and I but the weight just you know doesn't want to leave and I keep telling it that so it doesn't but you know um but I I just noticed my skin is smoothing out my my age spots are going the body odor, so to speak, I guess, um, is not coming out the way it was before, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, uh, I, it, so it, 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 it is working. Um, so I don't know, that's a happy note, I guess. I, <laughs> but yeah, I, I got it. I got it in the mail on September 7th. Oh, okay. So I've been using it for, you know, over a month, about a right. month and a half. And, um, but, it, you know, sometimes you just, you know, okay, is this product going to work? Is this product going to work? Mm-hmm. Is this product going to work? And you find so many of them that don't. You know, I've I've come to the conclusion too that um, you know even supplements, you know, a lot of them don't work because I think our digestive systems aren't able to break the stuff down that like caplets and tablets are made out of. So I'm I'm trying to go with the soft gel or, you know, something of that nature, the liquid, because that stuff doesn't have to break down in your digestive system. It can, you know, it's already broken down. It's a liquid, you know, mm-hmm. and the gelatin on the outside dissolves so much easier than the stuff they use to make the tablets and stuff. Um, I just... I mean, there's, there's, when you look at the ingredients, the other ingredients in caplets and, and stuff, you, you see the stuff that's making it where 
that's the bad stuff. You know, your titanium dioxide, your magnesium mm-hmm. stearate, you know, all of these things that, you know, that, yeah, they, they use them because it, it makes stuff pour easier or whatever. But I actually mm-hmm. found titanium dioxide in a liquid soft gel, too. I'm going, why would they put that in there? Because there's nothing that has to help it move. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, I even have to be careful with the liquid gels, too. But I think, you know, you're still able to break it down a lot easier when it's already in the liquid form than when you, you know, have to take a pill and expect your digestion to to uh, take care of it because of all the, you know, genetically modified stuff that's out there. Um, our digestive tracts are shot. That's why our immune systems are all blown to hell. Our guts can't, you know, hardly distinguish food from non-food anymore because there's been so much non-food that it's going okay, I guess I just better figure this out because you ain't going to give me any food anymore, are you? <laughs> so. that's, that's a very good point, and I agree with you because of pretty much the same premise. And so when I, that wonderful Friday where you hit me over the head with the baseball bat and helped me that I may have a horrible case of Candida Albicon and because of that I needed to do some really serious work on myself and so what I did is I did go to um, the um, Kroger herb store and got a Candida kit they were having kind of a special week so I got a little discount and what I what's the same premise that you had, if I'm still having this stuff, is it because I'm so much more um, allergic to, not allergic, but um, affected by it and it's not doing the work I wanted to do? Or do I have to go and get it, um, do it differently? And so I'm doing it differently. I'm actually have am not using any of my, I used the supplements I was originally using, but I'm not using the new ones because they would have so much more work to do just for what you said. So I I'm I'm working through that. For the sake of, I need to to get this stuff to work on my body, and I am seeing a difference. My tongue is a lot um, more normal looking. It's not a sheet of white, and um, I'm seeing that my uh, what do you call it? The other parts of what I have uh, with my body, I ate a roll this weekend because we had a power outage on Monday night and Tuesday night. So we didn't have any heat here to even cook something. 
So I had a roll, a frozen roll. I let it sit out for a little while. I put some butter on it. And it didn't start me right back into wanting breads again. It helped me to be able to look at what I had been been doing and I was able to survive through the night without food, uh, without cooking food. There was food in the house. It was defrosting. (laughs) (laughs) So I had fruit and I had my little roll. And it's so right on what you're saying. So go ahead, (laughs) Orphan. Very good. The um, thing, you know, most people don't realize, too, is once you clean your body out of certain things, you know, you can then start adding those things back in. And mm-hmm. what will happen is when when you add something back into your diet, and you will have a reaction with whatever it was that you were having the problem with to begin with, but it was so masked before that you you couldn't detect what it was that was causing your issue. So you cleaning your yourself out from the grains and everything, you're able to now add the grain, you know, you, you ate a roll and you didn't have a reaction. So you could, you know, have a roll every now and then or a piece of bread or, you know, um, whatever, but you will find out if something, you know, where the issue lied um, as to what was, you know, where your reactions were coming in at. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, just like with the candida, where you start putting um, probiotics, probiotics and prebiotics in your system that will take care of the bad candida too um, because you're you're now adding more probiotics to what you want to do is you want to get 75% good biotics in your you know probiotics in your system you want you want 75% good bugs and the 25% that may still remain the good ones know how to take care of it it's when you have 75% bad bacteria and only 25% good bacteria. There's not enough, you know, army there to, you know, in your immune system to take care of it. So that, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, oh, that's just a fad, you know. No, it's not. The, the I I went and had my hair cut the other day. And somehow or another, we got talking on this subject. And she said, well, it took, oh, what was it? Um, I was so surprised at the way, what she said. I couldn't believe it came out of her mouth. But she said, well, I'll tell you what, it took me a long time to finally get rid of the good bacteria. I'm, you know, and I'm going, what? You you got rid of your good bacteria? I think you got that backwards. No, no, no. I I had to get rid of the good bacteria before I could start getting better. I said, I think you got this all backwards. You know, finally I just quit arguing with her because I'm going, seriously? 
think about it. just just think about what you're saying before it comes yeah. out of your mouth. Think about what you're saying. Well, when has anything bad ever been better than something good for you? You know, I mean, think about that. I mean, she had to have just been confused because there's no way she got rid of all of her good bacteria and she's you know healthy. So <laughs> I had to kind of chuckle as I left. You know, I couldn't believe she said that. But anyway. It's kind of scary when you have people that are in the medical field thinking that way because that's the indoctrination, isn't it? Well, she's not in the medical field. She's my hairdresser. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay. No, that's okay. But um, you know, uh, still, I you know, I've known this lady for many years, you know, yeah. and. I I couldn't believe I I know she has to just have not thought about what she said, or she's read enough garbage info that that's what she believes is going on. You know because you can get I'm sure if you were to Google it, you could find somebody that that is touting uh, get rid of the good bacteria. Bad bacteria is bad for you or good for you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Wow. But, yeah, probiotics really will help. Um, if you're, those can tolerate. These, this, yeah, these, those can what? Say that again. I'm sorry for interrupting, but there are people that can't tolerate. I can't take any of those medications. I get very ill from it after seven days. So I do not take them. Probiotics? And I, I do not take any kind of that kind of medicine. And um, the, the part of the reason is that many times, it, even if it's good for you, you can build up a resistance to it even working. So that's uh, why you got to be <clears throat> diligent about how often you take it. But I, I'm allergic to any of the... Uh, penicillin, all the rest of those kinds. I'm not of talking about that stuff. That oh, is that different. No, that's, anti- that's antibiotics you're talking about. I'm talking about probiotics. Stuff what that, is probiotics then? It's your cultures. You're, you know, like you can, um, uh, I know you don't do any dairy, but... Um, you know, you can find it in kefir, um, kombucha. You know, you can find oh, these cultures, sauerkraut. You have probiotics. You can get it in, you know, sour cream or, you know, so. But you can get these, you know, and I I found a liquid soft gel of these um, probiotics where... Um, no, you're talking about the antibiotics. And and if you're having a reaction, if you take supplemental probiotics, then it's probably something in the uh, capsule or something. I uh, It might be things that it's made with, like the titanium dioxide or the magnesium stearate or something like that, that they're putting in these things that are causing your reaction. Um, the probiotics itself, though, is not going to be causing you an issue. 
because that's putting good bacteria into your system to help build up the the calvary, so to speak, for your immune system. But I okay. would be looking at I would be looking at what other ingredients are in those capsules or tablets. Um, yeah, the antibiotics. Yeah, I can't take amoxicillin, so I, I can't take any of the psyllin antibiotics. You know, which I don't take those anyway. But when you do do an antibiotic after the treatment is done, you should be taking probiotics to build your your good bacteria back up again, because antibiotics will kill the good bacteria just like it kills the bad bacteria. So if you go okay. if you go in for an infection and they give you an antibiotic, um, it will also kill the good bacteria. Besides taking care of the infection or whatever, it will kill the good bacteria. So you got to build that back up again. You just mm. killed off your whole army of little little guys to to keep you healthy. Um, okay. So you got to add those back in. So. Um, Look for, you know, probiotics. And and then there's prebiotics, which I'm still learning a little bit more about this, but prebiotics are the food that the probiotics live on. You know, the probiotics, they'll go out there and, and kill the bad stuff, but they need food for energy and everything else to keep them alive. So there's prebiotics. So, you you, you know, most... Um, supplemental probiotics will probably have some prebiotics in there. And and it should list all of the fruits and vegetables or whatever that those are coming from that they've put in that capsule, I'll, I'll just say, um, that will feed the the bacteria the good bacteria so that it has its own food but it, you know you can read on there the blends um, that uh, make up the probiotics and the blends of foods and stuff that make up the prebiotics um, there but they'll have the the actual bacteria listed what kind of you know, bacteria it is. You should try and I'm trying to remember. I mean, the ones I get usually have billions and billions and billions, so I I don't really pay attention to how many billions, unless it's less than you know <clears throat> five <laughs> billions. Uh, there there should be you know quite quite you know five to. Ten billion, I think, at least, and then twelve to thirteen or so different strains of bacteria because they're they're going to work differently on different things. So just one strain is is not is not a good probiotic make. Um, so look for something with quite a number of different strains of bacteria. But um, 
Yeah, it's that's, not the pro, it's not the probiotics you're having a reaction to. You you were talking about antibiotics, and okay. yes, I I can't. I <laughs> took amoxicillin once. I had a a uh, abscess tooth, and um, of course, what I know now, I would have just dealt with it my own. But it did. It got. He gave me a you know, some amoxicillin to take. And within a day, I puffed up. I I, I felt like the Pillsbury Dough Boy. You know, it was I, it was bad. I My skin was just stretching. I felt like if you poked me with a pin, I'd pop. Um, wow. And, I and that's finally, from the medicine? That, that was from the medicine, yeah. That was from the amoxicillin. Wow. So I... And I tried to think, what am I? What what in the world is going on here? And I thought about, what have I changed? What have I done differently in the last couple days? And I oh, I took that that antibiotic. Okay, I'm getting off of that, you know. So I just quit taking it. Um, and. They gave me, you know, I went back to the dentist. I said, I, I am so allergic to this stuff. I, you know, I can't take this. And they gave, gave me something else. I can't remember what it was now. But, but yeah, antibiotics are a totally different thing than probiotics. Just look at the word anti, which is against biotics. Pro, which is for biotics. So, you know... Yeah. Probiotics are good. Antibiotics are bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I listen to biotics, and I stay away from all medicine because of how much my body is not able to to actually function with them. So, well, uh, you, you got to look at the words. You got to see what you're. Oh saying. yeah. Just you're looking at right. biotics, you're you you are grouping anti and pro in the same category and they're nothing right. alike. Right. One kills and one one grows. Um but the probiotics you need I mean your your system has probiotics in it already and that's that's what your immune system is. That's what kills, you know, that's your defense system. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you take antibiotics you're killing that system off. That's why you you know when you when you, if you have taken them at any point in your life, you need to put probiotics back because this little army now is, you know, fighting for its life, trying to keep you alive and trying to keep itself alive, and there's just not enough of the army. So give it probiotics and and help boost your immune system with it, and you know, just try different ones to see how, you know, see if you have a reaction with one of them. Because it's not the antibiotic. It's you know you're you're not taking what was, you were getting a reaction to. It's not like taking a you know penicillin or um, any of those antibiotics. Um, I feel yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Good, good information, and I appreciate that because of uh, so much of what I'm. Uh, I'm learning from everything that we do because, and that's why I bring things up because maybe I don't 
really know what it is. And, and you've obviously connected on a very definite problem I had no, I was not even thinking of it the way you're using it. So that's good. That's very good. It took me it took me a while to figure it out on my own too. You know, I mean, it, that's where your research comes in play. But if you you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? right. And until we first hear about it, then we don't even know to go looking for it. Right. So, right. you know, it's it's all part of us helping each other and you know learning from each other. Well, that's why this program, I keep doing it, yeah. whether there's just a few on it or not, because we still have an opportunity to learn from each other. Oh, yeah. And learning that, that keeps us healthy. This mm-hmm. so, Don Des Moines? Yeah, go ahead, Don. Uh, I just can't help but to uh, make a com- comment about the amoxicillin, and I was glad to hear that uh, it didn't last too long. Uh, for the side effect. But anyway, uh, my experience, uh, 50 years ago, I heard that was for ears, uh, infection in the ears, I think it was. But anyway, uh, to go on with my uh, story, uh, as I've told you in the past, uh, my daughters were in uh, foster care. Uh, One daughter was... uh, uh, diagnosed, uh, she went to the doctor and she was diagnosed with uh, uh, epilepsy, as I remember. Uh, I, I called it spaciness epilepsy. And I'll go on to say that I never thought somebody said that. So, anyway, wow. uh, did uh, tests and, uh, and I think he did a uh, very good job, and when he got done with the test, he uh, sent the test to another uh, city to, uh, what would you call it, evaluate to make sure he was doing the right thing. And so then he uh, put my daughter on amoxicillin, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, that went on for a week, and uh, I was supposed to give her... uh, a teaspoon every day, and uh, my wife uh, was had visitation, and she got uh, she was supposed to do that. Well, anyway, uh, a week went by, and uh, she, my daughter was uh, staying with my uh, wife uh, on visitation. We were separated. Anyway, she uh, my uh, my wife said. Uh, uh, keep an eye on uh, Barbara because she's not feeling good. Okay. So anyway, uh, the uh, next day, uh, I had a homemaker, and she came out and fixed uh, some breakfast for me. Now, I was a farmer, and I needed a homemaker to help me when my wife and I were separated uh, so that I could put the crop in. So anyway, she did the meal, uh, breakfast for me, and then I went outside to... Uh, uh, to go to work, but I was just outside, and pretty quick, the uh, homemaker came out, and she said, uh, Barbara just vomited, and uh, so uh, it 
the homemaker took the uh, my daughter into the doctor, and then uh, the doctor said cut the amoxicillin back in half. The next week, the same thing happened. After getting something to eat, she, my daughter vomited. That time I took my daughter in to the uh, doctor, and and I said, uh, I never saw this happen before. Well, in fact, she vomited. Uh, I was holding her on my lap. She was four, four years old, and uh, she vomited again. And then I talked to the doctor, and I said, she never did this before. I want to take her off of it. Well, so we did. I never saw any more problems. Well, mm-hmm. the cellin was what caused the problem. So, one, we have a reaction from the hamoxicillin making her sick. Mm-hmm. Two, second thing was the Iowa Department of Human Services became involved. I don't know why they were... Uh, well, yes, I do now, now, after many years of looking back. Uh, but anyway, they came out, or, or they did a little investigation, not much, and concluded, since she got sick under my care, yeah. <laughs> that I was responsible for that. Mm-hmm. I owned her. Um, and then it took me, um, let's see, uh, uh over five years before, well, first the uh, judge uh, and we had in the case, he said there was no abuse on my part, but the DHS never dropped that issue, and it took another five years before I finally got that abuse report expunged. So this medication can have a ripple effect uh, affecting us in far different ways. And it's still having the effect on me today, basically, because of what the doctor gave to my daughter, and I get blamed for it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Did did um did you say that she was having like little mini seizures or like the petty petty mal seizures? Because back back in the day, you know, when we were in school, and teachers would say, "Oh, that." daydreams all day, you know, or whatever. Well, they discovered that those were seizures kids were actually having. Um, and they're called petty malt seizures. So it's more like going into a daydream state. Um, it, it's not like the grand mal seizures, you know, with the shaking and everything. The petty mal, or pettit, however you call it, mal seizures, yeah. are very, very slight. They it looks just like daydreaming. That doesn't mean kids didn't daydream. I'm just saying, you know, if it was a continuous, constant thing, somebody should have been looking into it. But I wonder, but I, but you said, you, could you call it, um, uh, spaciness? A spa- yeah, spaciness. And so, but I'm trying to figure out what doctor in their right mind would be prescribing an antibiotic to take care of a seizure type of thing. That's that's insane. I, I, I can't even believe it. You know, I'm not, well, not that I'm saying I don't believe what you're saying, but I, I, it is so unbelievable that doctor a doctor would 
prescribe an antibiotic for something that does not wouldn't there's no way it would react you know would help it because it's not something an antibiotic would take care of what this uh, started from was my homemaker uh, I think she was wanting to support my wife is my guess that she was working for me and uh, you know t- watching my daughters while I was uh, putting in the uh, crop and uh, so she uh, uh, brought she went up and picked up the girls and brought them back from visitation. She said that my daughter sat in the car for a half an hour and stared straight ahead. That was what was reported to the doctor, actually. And hmm. uh, I never saw it. So now I'm thinking as we're talking that perhaps the stress that my daughter was under may, might have caused that. But we don't know if it actually happened. Maybe that homemaker uh, totally lied on that part, too. Uh, So maybe the stress caused her to uh, not want to leave the car, and I never saw it because I got along great with my daughters. We had a good relationship. So end of story. (laughs) Yeah, but, well, for the doctor to to prescribe something like that on one incident that he didn't do any testing or anything to find out why she would be, you know, I've seen my kids get really pissed off at me and decide to stare straight ahead and not look at me and don't pay any attention to me, but that doesn't mean they're having some kind of medical issue. So why didn't the, you know, I really question this doctor you're going to, to be honest with you. Um, the, the, to to prescribe an antibiotic, I mean that's why the antibiotics that you might need occasionally, um, that's why they don't work anymore. We've created these superbugs that now can't be killed by anything, and this is what the genetically modified food is doing to us. It just uh, blows my mind. I'm. But- that what you're saying is so uh, valuable. And what Donnie's saying, too, is that it gets back <clears throat> to the, the time with the Nazis. Uh, who are you spying on? Who are you really working for? And what value are you going to get out of it? And that's part of what, what went on with Donnie. I mean, how dare a homemaker who's only seen that one thing and they don't get the psychological trauma that kids are in when parents split up. It's terrible. Where in those days when your girls were small, they didn't have psychological things. Now, when they had the shootings and they have like even with the tornadoes and stuff, they bring in the, the uh, uh, psychological counselors and help children to get through what trauma they just went through through an episode. I mean, years ago at Oakbrook, where my granddaughters go, the coach was standing out in the field. There was no, and the, the I think they were the soccer team or the football team, I can't remember which. Not a cloud in the sky. 
15 minutes later, there was one dead kid and the coach was kicked on his butt by the power of the electric uh, thunderstorm that came, bam, up and, and killed this kid. And the kids were traumatized by it. I don't know if they brought in trauma people. I don't know how much it affected them, but they definitely were affected. Everyone gets affected by these kinds of traumas. And and for them to ruin children's lives because they didn't react the right way, no child's going to act according to the book. And this is um, this is scary. Your, your child, I mean, your child's going to react the way their body is going to react, not the way you think it should react. I mean, this is ridiculous how these things come about. I yield. Go ahead. Thank you, Donnie. Wow. Cruelty, cruelty, cruelty. Was your daughter okay then after you took her off the amoxicillin? Uh, Yes, I never saw another uh, problem with it. Uh, And uh, then I'll take uh, the story a little bit further. Uh, When I heard that accusation, and I knew I was giving her uh, what the doctor directed, one uh, teaspoon, I blamed it on my wife uh for overdosing uh you know if the doctor if people are saying that uh, she was overdosed and i know she wasn't at my hands then uh, how did she get overdosed well i talked to uh, my minister and he said if you don't have the proof that she, uh, she was the one overdosing don't go accusing her oh, and I've boy. gotten that uh, advice because it turns out she didn't do it it was the uh, you know she just uh, was allergic to it and uh, here I could have accused somebody else and mm-hmm. caused more problems so I'm glad I didn't good point good point very good point well that's called the to me, the domino effect. It was yeah. all about who to blame and who to blame the most. And that's, that's unconscionable is what I see. Huh. And imagine yeah. that. It came back to the doctors. <laughs> Hello. And that, home, that homemaker, uh, that same day, uh, or at the tail end of... Uh, uh, going to the doctor, you know, uh, that homemaker ran to DHS and uh, reported. Uh, that's how she knew uh, that uh, the DHS knew that uh, I allegedly overdosed her. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing that my homemaker that I thought I had some trust in, you know, was uh, uh, trying to help my wife. You know, that's what my only guess. Anyway, she, uh, and then she. And they, she ran to the DHS and talked, and, and then she 
uh, called me up and said uh, she's gonna uh, she's quit and not gonna help me anymore. And uh, and I'll tell you uh, another little uh, story. It seemed funny to me anyway as a farmer when she was helping me, the homemaker, uh, during that time uh, in the spring. Uh, I out in the field I had a uh, rock that was about uh, two feet in diameter. That's pretty heavy, rocks are, you know, and it was in the ground, just sticking out of the ground, and our farm equipment bounced over it. So I wanted to remove it. Well, so I asked the homemaker if she would come out to the field with me, and I had a van and a log chain. And uh, all I wanted her to do was uh, get under the wheel and push the foot feet at a certain time. So she said yes. So... It was plowed ground, but I was able to get the van uh, downhill from the uh, rock and uh, got a chain around the rock, dug down with a spade, and then hooked it to the van. Then I uh, uh, used the spade as leverage to help pull it out, and I said, uh, called to her and said, uh, push on the foot feet, and she did it. She did okay. And the rock rolled out, and then I was able to pull it down to the bottom of the hill in the rock pile. And uh, and when she went and reported to the DHS about the overdose medication, she complained to the social worker, and they put that in the report that I forced her to do that. Oh, my God. Uh, and she didn't have a whole lot to do, you know, mostly just ride along and stuff. And I'm paying her to help me take care of the, my daughters when I couldn't, you know, et cetera. And here she puts in the DHS report that I forced her. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, that's betrayal. That's what that yeah. is, it's betrayal. And and she was probably encouraged. Now, are you sure he didn't make you do something that you didn't want to do? You know, because that's usually what that'll come back to. You know. uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I can't. And this is part of why, with what we do, it's important to be who you really are rather than what they want you to be. Because if she was really who she was, she had never betrayed you because she would have known that that's a dishonor. Instead, she betrayed you just to look good. Not be good, look good. And looking good, look at the harm it's done, and that woman probably has no idea how much your whole family life has been affected by one more thing that they found to be able to pin on you. And that's evil. That is true evil. I yield. Yes, uh, the harm, you said, uh, if family members uh, think they're doing right under certain circumstances and they have no idea uh, when they talk to the uh, social worker, what uh, the end result can be to destroy a whole family. That's correct. That's correct. And, and again, what was their reasoning? 
but it's after 11 o'clock. I didn't even realize it's 11.05, so let us uh, do our ho-ho-pono-pono and, um, and, and get back to what more can we do to help other people syndrome because this is about us really getting together and, and helping others to prevent what happened to you, Don. Because the more people get really aware of how much evil has been done on kids and their parents, then we won't get ahead. And I mean, we, we are getting ahead, but we would go faster if more people really got what it is, the evil that has been done on so many children. All right, so let's do our ho-ho-pono-pono and move forward with what we want to do and and feel, yeah, we can do this. We can be better. We can be much, much more inviting to other people to get it. If you people want that uh, information about the uh, geo-engineered fires, I'll send that out in the follow-up, and if you want about the oranges, that was in uh, an email I sent out with news flash in the email. So uh, please do check them out so that you really do find out what's going on with this orange juice stuff. This is very, very horrific. I mean, I, I don't drink that much orange juice, if any, and I really... Um, want to help you people save more of your family members. So let's start the ho-ho-pono-pono. What's going on here? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Danny, would you like to do it? Because we haven't heard you before. I'm still learning it. I'm listening. Okay, babe. Uh, Elaine, do you want to do it, please? Are you unmuted? I guess she's muted. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Go okay, ahead, Arkham. Oh, there you are, Elaine. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How, how, how. And it is this time that we close the program with the very powerful 
energy that we brought to the program because all of your sharing opens up more doors for communication, for learning, for appreciating each of us and uh, all, all the information you have. It's so wonderful and that you're willing to go out and, and do them and practice them and put, keep them in your lives. So this is wonderful that you're all here. It is your program, and I'm, I'm proud of being just a part of it. So keep up the great work this week. Tell them it's chemical trails. Maybe that'll get them to, to realize what's going on. Tell them about the orange juice. Tell them about the coconut oil. And maybe someone else will know the answer to the coconut oil because we have to put it out there. I have no idea. That's why I'm bringing it up. So find out. All of us together will bring back something for next week. Oh, everybody, it's Halloween coming up Tuesday. So as as Colin always says, watch the babies. Make certain the babies are safe. Keep Keep them in your eyesight at all times. And uh, be very, very careful. This is a witchcraft time of year. And it is horrible to say that here in the South, it's a big thing. So I have no idea where they do them. Or I, and I don't want to know because there is the issue that if you participate, you belong to that group and you've sold your soul to the devil. So it's important we really watch and care for our souls and our minds and our hearts. We are the guardians of those very, very important organs, not just from the eating, but from the spiritual way too, because they are being stolen. And we must be the guard over them. So with that, let's well, all... Put- I want to add something to that, too. You know, we can look at Halloween as a horrible, evil, nasty, I'm going to get you type of scenario, or we can try and put some good energy out there on it. I love to see the little kids in their little costumes. These little kids just dressed up. They're so cute. I love the little pumpkins and the, you know, ghosts and stuff, you know, we can put some good energy out there with it and make it not as bad as what, you know, they're trying to to do with it. And what I do, too, I don't, I love to see the little trick-or-treaters coming up to my door. And, but I give out little toys. I don't give out the candy. And they have this, they have this thing, um, it's called teal pumpkin or something like that. And you can get stickers for your window and say, um, non-food items given as treats here. Um, so I don't give the candy. I, I, I know it's, you know, probably loaded with high fructose corn syrup. And, of course, we know all the sugar that's in it. And, you know, if I know all that's bad, why would I want to be giving it to these kids? So I give out little toys. I've, you know, you can... Go to the store and buy all these little party favors that have six, eight, ten of the same item in it. And you get several of those different things, put them in a little bowl, and the kids, you know, I tell them that they can always have two or three little things. And they they love searching through there and picking out which one. 
you can get those little eyeballs. You can get the fingers, the you know, little witch fingers that stick on your fingers, or you can get little pads and paper of with a pen or pencil with it. You know, there's all kinds of different things you can get. It doesn't cost much. And the other thing I like about it is whatever's left over, hey, it ain't going to spoil before next Halloween. I can bring them out again. I don't, you know, I don't have to worry about sitting eating all this candy that I have left over, you know. Um, so there are things that you can do to make the the this holiday fun and enjoyable without bringing in all the nasty occult witchcraft stuff. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not being ignorant that that stuff's not going on out there, but it doesn't have to be all gloom and doom. Um, it can be fun. You know, it's like with Christmas, I'm, you know, it, it's it's another one of those seasons that they market us real heavily. But I, I enjoy the lights. You know, I, I love the decorations for Christmas. You know, my favorite part of Christmas is always the Christmas tree. I love the Christmas tree. I guess it's got its own meanings, but who cares? I don't care. I just want to have the lights. I love the the, the decorations. They're so pretty. Um, and I'm not I'm not trying to be ignorant of what's you know some of the hidden meanings between everything. And <clears throat> but I'm just saying we can choose how we want to you know think about these holidays because we know they're harvesting us. In more ways than just one, and but we can choose to make it safe. We can choose to make it enjoyable. But I guess it's all the way you want to look at it. You know, if you want to look at Halloween as being a a witchery, thieving, dark, occult thing, then it's not going to be an enjoyable holiday for you. Um. You know, uh, in New Mexico, um, out here, it's funny to me because they they celebrate Halloween as the Day of the Dead, and they have a whole whole celebration around it with the idea that the um, you know people live in the afterlife, and Uh and it's so funny because to me, if if you realize that you live in an afterlife with the focus being you live in an afterlife, um, why don't people feel more accountable for the actions that they do in their physical life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all about, you know, the spirit, uh, spiritual. <clears throat> Have any of you mm-hmm. ever experienced a loved one that has passed away that has come back and and visited you have any yes. of you I get a lot of my advice from them so what what's happening I uh I've experienced that uh three times and believe it or not one time Patty came here to my house and oh. has anybody ever seen Patty cuz I'd like to know if what I saw was Patty it, it felt like Patty. Um, it was a woman about five three, uh, short, dark hair, uh, like about shoulder length, 
Um, and that could that could describe what she looked like. Yeah, she was short, yeah. dark hair. Yeah, she yeah. was. Kind of wavy, kind of wavy hair. But yeah, uh, I saw I saw her hair as straight. The picture I saw of her, but doesn't mean it couldn't change at some point. But go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> The saddest thing was when my um, mom died, and maybe I shouldn't have said saddest, but uh, the day after she died, there was a lot of lightning and thunder and rain in the sky, uh, traveling across the sky. And I had a lady visiting me, trying to comfort me, and we were sitting in the kitchen with the front door open, and this lady saw the same thing I saw peripherally, Um, But she said, I just saw a woman in a white robe who was a hospital gown uh, walk by. And I said, yeah, I did too. I said, it looked like my mom. But my mom has uh, come and visited me uh, about three weeks ago. She came out of my closet. But what was interesting was um, another being... uh, came out of my living room and when she looked at that being she disappeared so I don't know if my mom is wandering the limbo world of you know regret or or what but I didn't get a good positive vibe from the experience hmm. but for Ray I I take him uh, you know I I raised him traditionally and We've done the Halloween cookies and the, you know, costumes and the pumpkins and the whole bit. And for him, it's just a joy of life, you know, an experience, something to look forward to. But you're right, there is a lot of people that are into the satanic aspect of Hallow's Eve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So what what you can do probably to combat it, if it's not as a fight thing, send out love. I love what you said, Orpha, about doing little teeny toys. Not swallowable toys, but toys they can hold in their hands. And the, the little infants don't come by, the parents have to bring them. So this right. is a, a great alternative, and I'm real proud of you thinking of that. Well, I, I've also, you know, thought about, well, last year I even stepped out of the box with even just, you know, these little cheap little toys. Um, I actually put some money into this one, but <clears throat> they had these um, bath balls, you know, that you can put in the bath water and they foam up and do different colors and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. And I found they had the big ones and they had, you know, a container of little ones, and I thought, well, that'd be neat. I put one, you know, one in a baggie, and they could, you know, take that. But I copied the instructions on it, and um, put that in the bag too, so that they knew it wasn't candy, because it almost looks like a jawbreaker. You know, <laughs> remember those great, great big jawbreakers you used we used to get when we were. When we were kids, you know, they were, you could hardly get them in your mouth. They were so big, but, you know, then you just, you know, suck on them all day long. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that, you know, they didn't think it was candy. Um, so I did put the instructions there, you know, this is not candy. You know, I put that in a great big sign, you know, 
Sure, most of those little kids can't read, but at least a parent can, you know. Um, so, and I would tell them, okay, those things aren't candy. Those those are for the bathtub, you know. So the little ones, if they chose to take one of those things, then they'd know it wasn't something that they could eat. But um, I I have so much more and, you know, had more fun knowing that I wasn't contributing to diabetes and all kinds. Stuff with giving out candy, um, doing little toy things. It's it's absolutely. So, you know, and I, you know, they always have these, you know, year round even these party favor things. You can pick these things up throughout the year and just get a stash of them. And you know, I you get these glow sticks. Kids love those glow sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, those or the little brace, the the real thin tubes that are glow things also that you they can wrap around their wrist or whatever you know playing mm-hmm. with them. You, you'd be surprised when you start looking for toys as Halloween treats. You, you'd you'd be surprised what you see, <laughs> you know, and and can find out there, you know, and it, it's a lot less expensive because, like I said. You don't have to, you know, I may have to add to my stash of little toys, but I can pack them away, and they're just as good next year as they were this year. They'll be good five years down the road from now. I don't need to worry about candy going bad and what am I going to do with it, or may I wind up eating it myself, you know. You know, if it's there, you eat it, you know. So. Yeah. But these toys, you know, it's such a a much better idea. And so I I keep telling people about that. I I give out toys. And I have the sign on my door, non-edible or non-food treats given here. And just a little cling-on thing that I can put up each year and take it down and put it back up. Um, And... So I, I make Halloween fun. You know, my grandbabies enjoyed last year coming over here and helping give out the, the treats to kids, you know. And um, they're going to come over here and do that again. And uh, then, at the, then, of course, I always get, you know, some bigger stuff for them, you know. But then after, then after all the treaters are gone, then they get to sit here and open their Halloween stuff, you know, that Grandma gave them and sit here and play with toys and, you know, stuff. So it, it makes it fun. Um, and I, and I, you know, my daughter-in-law was real reluctant at first to let, you know, her her kids answer the door with trick-or-treaters for fear they might see a mask that, you know, a guy with a, you know, axe hanging out of his head or something, you know. You don't see too many of those costumes. They there are some real gory ones out there, mm-hmm. but you know, I said yeah, but they're missing out the whole whole fun of even going trick or treating. You know, I remember when I was a kid, um, there were seven of us kids, and well, not all of us were old enough to always. Well, no, we we all kind of went out with my bigger brother, and what he. <laughs> He was the character of his kids, and he made up these little signs that said, 
Halloween 1990-something or whatever. You know, I can't even... Oh, this would have been back in the 60s and... Oh, 50s and 60s. But um, I don't remember what year it was. But we went out this window, and, and every house we went to, he'd put one... And they were just, like, very many, many little stickers, you know, little orange stickers with black writing. And... Uh, he used some kind of machine to make them. They weren't the plastic. They were just like construction paper or something, but they had a sticky on them. And I... Probably some kind of post-it note thing, but I don't know. But anyway, he would just put it like on the little corner of the the screen window or something. You know, some some place that Eventually, somebody would be washing a window and then come up on this little sticker, you know. And even though he wouldn't know when they came upon it, you know, just in his mind, that was kind of his his little trick, you know. Mm. Uh, how cute, you know. <laughs> He's just, you know, that's the kind of pranks, you know, he would pull. You know, they're very nice mm. pranks, you know. But it was, you know, just little things like that you can find to make this what could be termed a real dark holiday, I I choose to make it enjoyable for myself. I choose to find the fun in it. I choose to, you know, watch the how kids get excited, you know, watching their little costumes, you know. It can be fun. So, you know, maybe it's wrong, maybe it's not. I don't know, but I I choose to make it a fun, a fun holiday. So anyway, that's that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> and and that's a wise wise movement, and and that's good. I'm glad you're bringing it out so that that energy can go out there, so other people might be able to to see it. And it is a uh, as uh, you were saying, uh, Elaine, for the his. Hispanics, it's a ritual, and it's not of all the craziness that we have as Americans. Uh, I know as a kid, we were violent. I mean, we took soap, and we made certain they were soaked. You know, I mean, I never realized how miserable soap can be to get rid of it. So, yeah, it, 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 it is how... And we were good Catholic children. Yeah. <laughs> you were good at what you did. Yeah, we soaked you. You were real sucker. good at soaping the windows. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I kind of like that idea, you know, of, you know, kind of honoring the dead. But I, that is kind of um, something to think about, Elaine, when, you know, if you're celebrating life after death and your lives after death, then, yeah, why aren't we living our mortal lives more in tune with, because we know we're going to be, you know, alive after death, too. So that's kind of an interesting way to look at that. Yeah. It's yeah. a holiday. Yeah, I don't... Um... I don't know. Uh, all I do know is that it really is, seems like there's a consequence for um, the things that we do in life. And, you know, it's weird because it seems to affect our, our physiology, our body. 
okay. I, a friend of mine, a lady, was looking for a rental, and where I used to live by my mom's house was a lady that had a little apartment that she rented out really cheap, and so I drove by there with Ray to see if that was available for this lady. And my sister Jackie was there, and um, see right there. And I was shocked because um, her her front tooth was chipped. Her teeth were all yellow. Uh, you know, she she really looked bad. And I said to her, uh, you know, how are you doing? I'll be right there. How how are you doing? You know, I. You know, even though they treated me so bad and did so many hurtful things to me, I still have love in my heart for the humanity of the person, unfortunately. I have to protect myself, you know, because I realize I can get in trouble that way. Um, I guess there's a fine line between intelligence and gullibility. Uh, okay, no bite. But I said to her, uh, well, how are you doing? You know, her, she was always, a person obsessed with her teeth. I mean, she brushed her teeth five times a day. She just had to have her big, beautiful white teeth. And her teeth are yellowed. I mean, yellowed, and the front tooth is half chipped off. And I thought, you know, God, what's going on? And her eyes are all hollow in their sockets. And I said, how have you been? Uh, and she said, well, it's uh, been a rough year. I've had four surgeries. Four surgeries in one year. And, you know, I feel bad because um, I remember when my mom was um, passing away. It took a few days to get there. But she said uh, in the last day or two, I don't know where I'm going. And we all want to go to the other side knowing where we're going. You know, I mean, maybe sometime we could do a call on that. What's the consensus about the afterlife? You know what? Yes. You know what do people do? Where do they go? What are the statistics? Scientists have said that they can see a soul leaving a body. Mm-hmm. Um, pictures of car wrecks where people have seen spirits come out of bodies. I mean, these things happen, and I really believe that you know this physical life is a testing ground in preparation for our eternity as spiritual beings. And that maybe perhaps that is our real life because that's the life that continues on. It continues on in good or it continues on in evil. So I think the way that we live our lives now defines and sculpts both in this life and the one to come, the person that we are becoming. Mm-hmm. So it's I hope... I hope I live up to the bill. I I try to do the right thing. Um, you know, I uh, I went to the police, and I know you're about to end the call, so you can cut me off whenever you want. But I've had these neighbors just still doing such awful things. I mean, it's gotten to the point where I'll be in my backyard and they'll shoot BB guns at my fence. You know, throw softballs at my solar lights and break off the panels and. My son will come down the back porch steps where you can see into their yard and they'll say, oh, there's the retard. And I just had it, so I collected so much evidence. 
uh, and I took it down there to the police and said, here's the softball. Look, it says bad boys on it. Uh, this this is the softball laying at the foot of my solar light that had the panel broken off. Here's the BB in my fence. You know, here's the guy that testified that this guy was saying all kinds of bad things to me, including that I should be dead. Um, I don't have any picture proof. I could show you the damage. But they listened to me and the police, they asked me, do you have a gun? And and I said, yes, I do. And they then they said, well, you would never try to shoot your neighbor, would you? <laughs> and and I told them, I said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I have Christian values. I'm not religious, but I have Christian values. And um, I, I have really been struggling with it. No, I would never go shoot anybody. Um, I would never do anything that would jeopardize the care of my son because I care for him. But I have been battling with these feelings of anger and frustration because I have felt victimized by these people with no recourse. So have I thought about it? Yes. Have I thought about how I'd like to pay them back? Yes. Do I fight with myself to get rid of those negative feelings? Yes. Do I want to do harm to another? No. But my only recourse is to come to you, the police, and ask for assistance. That's all I can do. So, you know, I'm feeling a release in that way that I I recognize that this is a, a situation where, you know, they want to generate anger and bitterness and a lot of negative energy in my life. And I refuse to let that happen. And so that's where I get my strength. That's where I get my joy. Because I know that I can rise above the primitive idea of hate and harm and vengeance. That's that's great, what you're doing for yourself. And I'm I'm really proud of your, your strength, because it is strength. However, and this however is being said with love. You told the police too much. And the reason I'm saying that is they may, they, they may come back at you and say you said you would harm them. And and they, the more you tell of something, the more they'll twist it against you. And so I, for your sake, you're an honest woman, and I totally validate you for it. However, they are evil. And that is the sad part of it. For, yeah, uh, for your that's sake. Really, well, I, I, I agree, and I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I mean, what, think of it, here's the way I think of it. If I were a man, any man, okay, because women aren't validated in, in life the way men are. So if I were a man and there was someone coming on my property and destroying my property uh, and just having total disrespect for me and even threatening my life verbally, wouldn't it be normal and natural to have feelings of anger and payback. I mean, wouldn't that just be natural? 
So if I said, oh, no, I'm totally fine with this, you know, I don't, I don't have any bad feelings at all. I mean, that wouldn't be normal. Right. That's the way I look at it. You know, that, right. that really wouldn't be a normal reaction. You're going to have normal feelings, but whether you act on them or not, it's up to you. And that's what defines the difference between a criminal mind and one that is not a criminal mind. So, Correct. you know, that's just the way I'm looking at it. But I do and and you're correct. If this was a normal environment, you're, you are correct. And I would never refute you on it. We're not in a normal environment. We are in a yeah. criminal environment. I agree. Uh, I agree. And that's where I need to do some more learning and have some more mm-hmm. discernment for sure. Because, see, that's what I mean about being gullible. I, you know, I I think I'm in a normal world and our world is just not normal anymore. We're not Correct. living in normal times. And and I have to use those parameters. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just, you know, it's really just a, a tough situation. And, and all I can do is, you know, I, I don't want them destroying my property. You know, it's costing yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> You're no, absolutely right. Uh, and, and again, because you're so far away, none of us can even give you moral support or physical support. You're doing a wonderful job. I, I just, the, the evil that's out there is to take down those that do stand up against. Yeah. And you are standing up against their BS. And that's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well I just go ahead. No, I I I don't you know, I, I don't know what to say. Just just keep letting time play it out, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's about the only can do. I I uh, I had bought some. Um, I got them for fourteen dollars on sale. Normally they're twenty nine, but I got them on sale on Amazon because I I had bought some solar lights for the backyard because last uh, year they were in the backyard. That's how they beat my dog. So mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to light light up the inside of my backyard. So I mm-hmm. got these lights for nice, really nice lights for fourteen dollars. And I went out yesterday, and the uh, solar panel on the light, it's about 13 inches long, was popped up uh, in an arch separated from the housing. The the solar panel on the light, it was still working, thank God. And I thought, you know, I tried to think rationally, okay, the way I had this mounted is on uh, half on one board at the fence and half on the other it was really cold, maybe the board shifted, but that wouldn't, um, and so I thought maybe it bent the housing and it caused the solar panel to pop out, and then I thought, no, you would need an exceptional amount of force uh, mm-hmm. to do that. So I, I went and looked at my video, 
from that night. And sure enough, there's people at my back fence on the opposite side with a crowbar between the two slats, prying up on the light housing, trying to pop it off the fence. And that force caused the housing to bend and pop out the solar panel. So it's it's just, you know, what can I say? So frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. That you have an actual picture, make a duplicate of it, and put that in a secret place so that this can be shown later because they the the cops aren't believing you. Yeah, they're you're not. Just a woman. That you're just a woman. You're just a bitch. You're just bitching. And and again, I go back to your sisters. You're in the worst place possible because you've got your own built-in enemies called your sisters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the sad part of it. I mean, they don't even give you moral support. They certainly want you to be damaged. How dare you be so much stronger than they are? Well, because they've sold their souls. They really have. And that's it's a really a shame that, you know, that that has happened. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's really sad. You can't even reach them. You know, you can't reach them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know. Nope. And uh, so how, what do you do? I mean, that's just like when I saw my mom, um, you know, visiting me. Uh, and, you know, I know she's in limbo. You know, she's in limbo waiting. Uh, I, I was thinking about that scripture when it says, "In the dead in Christ will, will arise first. All the pre-trip Christians that think they're going to go to heaven before tribulation, they think that's them. What if it's not? What if it's the people that have died that are awaiting, uh, you know, the reconciliation of their lives? I don't want to say judgment, but I say reconciliation of their lives, you know? Um what if it's those people that stand and the books were open like the Bible says, you know, and another book was open, which was the book of life, and the people were judged according to the things therein. I think we're accountable for what we do. Uh, I, I, I think that we have to live our life with a sense of accountability so that we know, you know, that we're doing the best we can do and and that we're trying to be the best person that we can be because we realize that we need to be good people. We need to be what brings good into the world and to the existence of other people's lives. And that, and that is true. However, with the evil that is around us, and usurping all your energy, it's more evil than you or I have ever encountered in our lives. And you're playing it out far more than any of us are doing. And it's it's really, truthfully, mind-boggling how this continues 
daily for you. Yeah. What's interesting is that um, because I have all these lights up, like, again, I said thank you for, um, you know, uh, this guy doing all this because it's helped me prepare and know how to prepare my home. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but because I have all these lights up, now I, I see them on my cameras going to the neighbor's house with their crowbars and trying to break down their fences. And I'm thinking, what is it with these people? Why do they need to do this? You know, um, I just don't get it, you know. I, I, what kind of people need to do this? You know, you know where I think it, it all comes from? Is the whole entitlement theory, you know, everybody's been so programmed that they're entitled to this, that, and the other thing, whether it's from the government or whether it's from your neighbor. It's theirs. They they have the right to what you have. They have the right to do what they want. They have the right blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, uh, they, they, they don't, they're not accountable. They don't take on any responsibility because that's their right. They don't, they don't have to worry about whether they're stealing from you because it's their right to go take it if they want it. It's that entitlement um, scenario, you know, that they think everybody owes them. And if it's what you have, then by gosh, you better give it over to me. Um, yeah. You know, I... I I really think that enti- this whole entitlement programming that we've been under <clears throat> um, has a lot to do with, you know, our kids being lazy, um, things happening like what's happening in your neighborhood, which shouldn't be happening. I, I, I can't even imagine where you find the strength to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. It just it's unbelievable. So my heart goes is standing there strong with you, not there with you, but I am, because um, I know this has to be very, very challenging. Well, I appreciate so. that love so much. I really do. I, I do. Okay. I think about about you and your son often being there, having to deal with this stuff. It you know just come through my mind, and I'm wondering if that if at that time you're you're actually having an issue going on and, you know, it's just me offering up my strength to help you. But I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, at the times that I get those feelings, but, um, I do think about you often. Well, I, I appreciate that. I think about you guys too. I always look forward to the Friday call. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No matter how bad I want to stay in bed. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of fan was looking for you, man, uh, Orpha, so it was good. <laughs> it was calling you Ophelia. <laughs> now, if you spell the word orphan and then drop the N, you got my name. There you go. And even the way to pronounce it. There you go. And it's... It, what is really invaluable, though, that's happening um, that I, I'm feeling is coming out is that since these bullies 
are starting to bully other neighbors, maybe there will be a confrontation that will bring these bullies to their heels. Well, I was thinking, you know, I I mean, only here's why I use discernment. I was thinking one of the neighbors across from me um, put big holes in the ground for to in prep for a barbed wire fence. And so I see my other bad neighbors on the other side on their pole like they're on mine trying to shake it out of the ground. Um, And so I was thinking, well, I had to go to them and say, look, come and look at this video. Look at what they're doing on your property. And, And then the other neighbors where they're crawling on their roof and trying to pry their siding off, the guy had to fix the siding and he's probably going, well, how did this happen? And the neighbor, the neighbor that's doing all this is probably just sitting there getting his rocks off, pardon my expression, watching someone have to deal with his destruction. And, um, and so I thought about going and saying, well, come and watch this video. But you know what? That's where I'm using that discernment. The guys across from me were the ones that were breaking into my house to use my laundry. So... Oh. So then you say, well, do I want to go over there and and do that and set myself up? Why in the world would I invite them to anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and and engage them and make any kind of contact? So Mm -hmm. I decided that's just not a good idea. Uh, The best thing to do is keep myself away from the bad influence um, and just let the, you know, the things fall where they will. So I'm thinking eventually this guy is going to get caught by the other people, and mm-hmm. and he'll get what what he deserves, you know. But I'm not engaging with these people at all, <laughs> at all. Okay. Yeah, but make make sure you hang on to your videotapes. You know, don't yeah. have them erasing each other. Keep those tapes. Put new tapes in. You know, because some of those video cameras they sur- they loop around, and once they come full circle, then they will tape over what you previously recorded. So you've got good proof there of what's going on if it ever came down to it. But if the tapes are erased, I mean, forensically they could still get the information, but you got to find the person that's willing to go that extra mile to find that because it is going to be um, painstakingly, you know, challenging to pull off information that is supposed to be erased. Um, right. Which, well, what, what I which do is, is a, Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. All I was going to say is that um, I back up. Uh, I, you know, I do back up the videos on a oh, USB. Good. Yeah, good. and then from there I can edit it. And when I was at the um, police station, they said one of the police that came out. He said, "I see motion, but I don't. I don't see anything." And how would you feel? And he said this to intimidate me. He's in my house looking at the video. He says, mm-hmm. "I do motion, but I don't see anything." You know, mm-hmm. so so that's kind of like contradictory. And then he said, "How how would you feel if?" If your neighbor over there that you're talking about told me you broke into their house 
And without any proof, I came over and put handcuffs on you and arrested you. You know? (laughs) And while he said that, he put his hands out imitating handcuffs. And he was doing that to intimidate me. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you and should, I, you should turn. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. What? What? I, I was just gonna say you should have said, "Well, how would you feel if I turned around and showed you a video of my proof?" Yeah. That they did that. You know. I know. I know. And when I show them the videos, uh, honest to God, I need a professional forensic video editor. Mm-hmm. And. And like I said, it costs so much money, and I'm broke now. I spent everything. I spent last year, I've been here a year, and well, it'll be two years in January. And I spent last year um, 3000 uh plus the 700 damage to my brakes on the car. Uh, I spent about close to $5,000 on repairs. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, 3000 of that was on the credit card and the rest was out of my own personal savings. So I don't have any money to hire a professional editor. <laughs> Just don't. But, you know, I don't know. What, what might be a little easier is, I don't know, and I've, I've never done this, so I don't, know exactly how to go about doing it, but I know there are good, um, if you, well, there are peace officers out there, ones that are looking for the good, looking to really be out there for the people, but trying to find them in the midst of all these police and law enforcement officers is, is hard to do, but if you can find someone like that, you know, maybe... Word of mouth, is there, you know, someone that you can trust that could maybe, you know, look into some of this stuff and would be willing to look into it because they know that you're being wronged and they can help try and find, you know. <clears throat> we know it's um, interesting because the state police were saying for a year, well, Colin will do a Closed patrol, I forgot what they call it, but where they drive around your neighborhood and do a spotlight mm-hmm. on your property. Mm-hmm. And and so they said, well, we'll do a closed patrol. So anyway, then um, when I had all this evidence and so when they shot the BB gun at the fence while I was standing out there, uh, you know, and, and I just like, I wasn't mad, but I said, shoot, they've got to see this. Look at this ball. It says bad boys on it. I mean, if they're such good people, why are they writing this? And look at this BB in my fence. And look at this new damage. So I took all that, and I went to talk to the the chief or whoever of the state police. He wasn't there. And a different guy was there who was from a different city's um, state police office. And he looked at all, all of it and said, oh, well, the state police don't patrol after 12 p.m. And he he said, but um, I can call the sheriff. That's what we normally do, call the sheriff and ask for patrol because they patrol 24-7. So Mm -hmm. for a year they've been telling me they're going to patrol, and yet they don't patrol after 12. 
And for a year, I can say, well, they're always coming after 12. So that's why this guy knows the state police are never going to be there at 12. And that's why, you know, that's why he waits so long. So yesterday, um, after in the morning, I saw my my new solar light broken. I I called the uh, sheriff and I said, can I have a patrol around my property after 12 p.m.? And they sent, uh, the lady said, well, would you like to talk to an officer? And I said, well, that's okay, uh, but really I'm just trying to catch the people that are damaging my fence. And I found out that the state police don't patrol, so that's why I was calling the sheriff's office. And she said, well, I'll send an officer out. Turns out the officer that came out is one that I had spoken to before, and he believes me. But he looked at the video, and here's what happens. They'll come over unexpected as far as Ray's concerned, and then they want to look at videos, and then Ray is standing there saying, buh, 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 putting his hands in your face, walking up fast with the iPad, not kind of freaking out the officer, what's he carrying, you know? And so then there's all this big distraction. So I was able to to pull up the video camera from the night that they were bending the solar light. But then Ray started interrupting, and officer said, well, I'm not seeing anything, but let's go out and look at your light. So after he left, without Ray there, you know, bye-bye, leave, leave, hand in the face, what are you doing, you know, all that. Then I go back, because I still have the video thing up, and go to two videos beyond where we were. And you can actually see the crowbar coming through the fence. But he didn't see that. And that's what always happens. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Well, I, I know there are, you know, good ones out there. I know we, we usually only see the the law enforcement police officers, you know, um, it's starting to be very challenging finding a peace officer that is really there for the people. That's really what he he or she wants to do. But their hands are so tied right now that it's hard for them to really become known <clears throat> that they will help you. But there's got to be someone, someone there that will listen and, and may take several ones to go through before you find that one that will really, you know, come in and help. The the reason I mention this is because they, when they see that they've got a case and they are really willing to help you, then they have all of their forensic teams and, and labs available that you don't have to pay for. Yeah, out here, I hear you, and that's what I wish, but they are so unsophisticated here. Um, Mm -hmm. I was dealing with that back in the DA's office, and he said, oh, yeah, we have forensic editing, okay? So, So he said, send me everything you have, and he said, well, 
I used a free software. Well, I was using a free software, and it's not forensic editing. No. And I and I said, don't you have forensic editing? He said, we don't we don't have the means for that in our office. So mm-hmm. this is just small town. They don't even invest in that. You know. You might you might you might get on the internet and just try searching for this stuff. Um, you know, I'm not very good at that stuff, so I, I may be, you know, talking out the side of my mouth here, but um, I know you can find a lot of stuff on the Internet. But, I mean, they are out there. And it, usually where even their forensic technology technologists come from are people that hack, people that know how to hack the computer systems, people that know how to... You know, in fact, a lot of the, oh, say like way up into the high places, you know, the FBI and stuff where they have um, people, they're computer technologists that can find out this information that we as normal lay people can't find it. These people have probably been um, arrested at one point or another because they are so good at hacking into these systems that are supposed to be protecting um, that they have been hired now to be on, on, and this could be good or bad one way or the other, but I'm just saying these people are the people that they go out and try and hire to actually be their forensic analysts. Um because they know how to get into the systems and find information like say with these amber alerts and stuff. They know how to get into the systems to be able to track stuff that we normally wouldn't be able to track. Um right. you know, but they can they can, you know, take a smashed phone which normally would damage evidence. You know, if you take a smashed phone into a police station and ask them to retrieve the information so it's broken, we can't do that because they don't have the equipment and they don't know have the know-how to get in as deep as they can get into that, you know, SIM card or whatever is holding the information. Because even on a computer, when you think when you delete a file it's not deleted a forensic analyst can go in there and find that information usually as long as it hasn't been written over you know because sometimes you you, your system will write over something but it's still there for the most part they can get maybe bits and pieces but it takes somebody with that kind of know-how to do that it's not you're not going to walk into just any lab <laughs> um even for computer lab they aren't going to find that you know <clears throat> when they go into you know like if a crime has happened at somebody's house they're going to take the computer because you'd be surprised how much information they can find out on that computer what that person has been up to or what's been up to them, you know, like what's been happening to you, they can find out information if you've been on the computer, you know, checking, but they, you know, have ways of getting into this, this information that, you know, I wouldn't know how to do it. 
And most people don't. But it takes this type of a, a mentality, these genius people that can hack a computer system and know how to find this information. So you're going to have to look deep, you know. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm gathering. Well, I mean, you've you've talked about um, a military guy that was helping you at one point. He might even oh, know yeah, some information. Right. He's huh? the guy. He was he was the guy that charged me um, $1,500 for security and training and then didn't do the work and ripped me off. Well, that's Mm -hmm. really sad. (laughs) One one guy in your corner. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I was going to say, he might know somebody that can do stuff. um, I mean, a lot of it will probably be word of mouth because it's not going to be common knowledge to find these people. They don't want to be found out. They don't want people to know that they can hack into your system. You know, yeah. they don't want the government to know that they can hack into systems. They're they're staying hidden, so it's going to take some deep, you know, scrubbing to find these people. But they are out there, and. If you, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of, you know, look up forensics and see if it can lead you to a phone number to talk to somebody or, you know, find out how you can, you know, through criminalistics, how you can find somebody to help or something, you know, because they, they are out there. It's just finding the right avenue to, to tap into them. Yeah, I... I had done that at one point and looked for, you know, Googling uh, forensic video editing and I found uh, it's all a sales thing. They want you to buy the software. Or if it's a service, you have to buy the service. So I contacted uh, the the one guy that seemed to be the most, uh, you know, had the most hits. And he was very abrupt with me. I sent him an email and and his response was, I will not contact you again. This is our last communication. I only do forensic video work for law enforcement or attorney. That was mm-hmm. it. So basically, it's, you got to put up the money. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. Uh, but I would try searching for, um, you know, instead of looking for software for your computer where they can sell you something like that, try just looking up forensic analyst or forensic criminologist. Look, Try searching for the people. Now, it doesn't mean that some of them won't be out there selling their services as like a private investigator or something, but maybe you could, you know eventually find somebody that would be at least willing to talk to you and have a free counseling session at first to see if, you know, if they're even, they could even do, you know, do what you want them to do. You know, it's like going in for a free consultation, you know, 
if you're trying to get some kind of service like a lawyer or something like that. Um, yeah. I, but, uh, but, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying look for a lawyer. That's not even what I'm, but I mean, but look for the person, look for a, a, a human and not right. a product, you know, search for a human, search for the analyst, search for the criminologist, search for the, the lab technician, you know, that sort of thing. And see if anything. Heck, while you're at it, search up hackers. See what comes up. <laughs> you, know, you never know. Um, but it's, it's it's the mindset that you're looking for. You're looking for the people that can do this stuff. And right. some of them might, you know, take out a job just because they want to see if they can do it. You know, you never know. These hackers that are so good at this stuff, you know, this is play for them. This is. This isn't a job. They enjoy doing it. This they use you'll probably find them doing it twenty four seven. You know, it's their their inner child playground. Um and really looking up somebody that isn't in law enforcement is probably gonna be your better bet anyway. But the if you get the the lab technicians that have access to the lab equipment because um, you, you really need that but you no. find somebody like that they might have access you know if they're it's just going to take a while to find the person that is really willing to to look into it and help because they are empathetic and they they know there's wrong going on out there and they want it stopped as bad as you do so right. it's going to take some time but look for the Look for the the blood and flesh bone man and woman that you know has this knowledge. That's what you're looking for. Not a not a not a software that, that you you know install on your computer. That's not what you're looking for. Well, that's not so I'll uh, take your advice on that. But I did while we were talking. Uh, just to edit the uh, was able to pull a video and then turn it into a picture and and do an, what's called an unmasking editing and you can actually see with that screenshot the person mm-hmm. standing the a body standing behind my tent. Yeah, so wow. You can't get a face, <laughs> but yeah. you actually see a body. So at this point. It's more like I'm just trying to uh, protect myself from accusations of insanity. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, so make sure you yeah keep that information so you've got that as proof. Yeah, I know. But you're right. I'm going to do that. And sorry for dumping all my problems on you guys. <laughs> but, yeah. No. Good idea. I, you know, I actually don't feel I'm not happy like I was uh, in my life before moving here with all this loss and hardship that's happened. But I don't, and I actually know that my biggest job is working on um, keeping a healthy inner state. You know, not allowing myself to be angry or frustrated, or not allowing any negativity dominate my thoughts. So um, 
I, I'm okay, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of work trying to deal with this kind of stuff on a continual basis. But I don't yeah. think it's affecting my health. And that's a good thing. I'm still feeling very healthy. <laughs> One thing you yeah. might want to try and find out is if you have, like, any fault lines running underneath your property, those can cause negative energy. Yeah, that you um, that you could be working that could be working against everything that you're you're trying to you know put forth. But remember, wonder when we were down in South Carolina, we had mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, stump stump grinder come and he was checking yep. for fault lines and stuff. Right. Good point. I don't know who, I didn't know who she would get to you know find that, but if you've got a fault line running right underneath your property, that could be causing a lot of negative energy. There yeah, might be a fault line running through that whole neighborhood of yours, and that's why you got these crazy people running around after you. You know. You know well, the I, other th- the other uh-huh. thing is that he told us, and I do it quite often here. He's that come across your property. So what? You were breaking up there. Oh, I'm sorry. Geese? Any geese that come across your property? Geese? Like G-E-E-S-E? Yes. No. What do do geese have to... I mean, I haven't heard of this one. No, he told us that that weekend. And what he told us was that the the issue with geese, geese fly fault lines. Your migratory birds, the migratory birds you have down there, they fly fault lines. With with the fault lines. I must have been out of class that day because I didn't hear him say that. Well, he, he was outdoors for that. Yeah. And uh, when you're when you're doing the analysis to see if you have fault lines, find out what your migratory birds are for Mexico. We have flocks of geese here. My fault line has moved. It used to be in the middle of the backyard. It's now up towards the front of the backyard, and it's moved all over. Fault lines moved. So if it might be of something for you to that that might be a good idea. Yeah, um, one thing I can say uh, is uh, I spoke with a native Indian who lives in the Pueblo. There's some good ones, and you can tell them because they just have an air of honesty about them, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was talking to him, and he said, oh, no, you live there. He goes, the spirits are so dark there. He says, I stay away from that place. You can just feel the negative energy. <laughs> like, Whoa. Uh, There's your answer right there. But, yeah, find out. See if you can talk to him more and see, well, what can I do to protect myself from these negative spirits? I mean, you've heard of feng shui. There's feng shui things that you can do on your property to, you know, do different things too. So talk to him and see if he can give you some ideas as to 
how you can, you know, it might be as simple as planting a certain type of plant that has a certain type of energy that, you know, you never know. You never know what he might come up with. He just says, stay stay away from it. Well, you live there. How can you stay away from it, you know? But the other thing that um, I've been doing some studies on, I don't, I will check, but I have done, looked at fault lines. Where I live is on the Mesa. Uh, I live on hard granite rock at 7,000 feet. Um, What I have around me is volcanic mountains. And when you know there's been a lot of uh, volcanic activity, you know, under the earth, and when a volcano is becoming active, it burns off the greenery at the top of the mountain. So I keep looking at that mountain that's near me, and it's about 150, um, I'm sorry, no, I'm thinking in yards. It's probably about 50 miles away from me, but it looks really huge because I'm on the mesa. It looks right next to me, but thank God it's not. But I'm seeing that mountain lose its uh, green cap. And um, one thing that I discovered is the North Pole of the Earth has shifted uh, 28 degrees so that now North is is like to the right of what due North used to be by 28 degrees. And right. it's, continu- it's, continu- it's continuing to shift in that way. Um, so... We have some magnetic, you know, uh, things going on in our atmosphere. When you see, uh, what is it called, the northern light that -hmm. normally you only see in Alaska, but they're starting to see northern light all over in places that it has not normally been. And that is, that's a magnetic polarity shift between the north and south poles and the release of that magnetic energy is displayed in the aurora borealis. It's it's not mm-hmm. just um, the North Pole and the aurora borealis. It's HARP. They're finding yeah. that HARP's energy is creating a lot of that all up and down the U.S. People are seeing it in New Mexico. People are seeing it in places that have never seen it. So right. you're absolutely right that this is going on. And it's a known thing, and it is the heart. And yes. you're right about the magnetic center has shifted. We are moving out of that configuration that has been there, and it's it really is a direct result of all this harp crap. Yeah. The uh, harp um, facilities, I thought, was so interesting. They're fixated at the poles. So, well, they're in Alaska. They're in Alaska, for, uh, which is near the poles. But right. it is uh, actually, supposedly, Alaska 
what uh, is important is that people are not aware of how much this polarization is creating the awfulness that we're having in weather. I mean, we had tornadoes here in South Carolina when it's fall. Tornadoes are spring environment. Right. Why are we getting them in the fall? And we were fortunate we didn't have the damage that all of the other parties had with the hurricanes. Who ever heard of three hurricanes coming through at at the same time? Never. Never. So what Just is like going with the on? fires. Manipulation, exactly like the fires. And it is being done all over the place when we said, well, it's the aurora boreal. No, call it what it is. It's heart. It's right. truly heart. And we cannot allow this misinformation that we're being given to be continued by us in our innocence. We can no longer be innocent. They are manipulating the weather. They are manipulating your health. They are manipulating every blessed thing that comes into our lives purely because they can. And that's the evil. And that's why it has to be called what it is, manipulation. And I can only encourage you to, to really start being the announcer of what it is. You know, since I moved to New Mexico, the chemtrailing in in Los Angeles was so consistent for so many months of checkerboard skies that um, at the end, the skies were just continually white. And when I moved to New Mexico, there was just blue skies. So it's been sunny, really nice sunny here for you know, a couple months, beautiful blue sky. And a couple of days ago, they started Kim uh, trailing. And now it's like, it's, it generates rain, but the skies have a white haze on them. And when I look at my video uh, cameras from night, what they say is the aluminum and the heavy particles that are in the chemtrail fall at night. Majorly because the you know the sky is damp and they create more yes more weight yes I'll get it more weight and so you can see these things falling uh, they'll be falling at night so when I look at my cameras at night I mean the skies are full it's like a swarm of locusts and this stuff is just falling you know with force to the ground. <laughs> But now we have we have cloudy white sky. Yes, right. He's in the yeah. Right, he's in the air. Anyway, so yeah, the trailing is really here. Yes, right. Yeah. This this is why we're bringing up about the coconuts 
This is why we're bringing up about the other things that are going on. And for Ray's health and your health, you've got to face they're, they're poisoning everything we're doing. Everything we're doing. And uh, it is not a they against us. It is we have to take the bull by the horn, ladies and gentlemen, and we have to say no more. This is all there is. We cannot have them continue this. They are not going to hear us until we start saying it. No more. Well, there's a lot of people now that are really coming awake and that are really starting to see through all the illusions. And they are speaking up. They're speaking up. If they're not speaking up verbally, they're speaking up through their actions. And actions always speak louder than words. (laughs) Correct. Correct. That's why we have been saying it for so many years so that people finally get what it is we're really saying. And that's why even today um, I'm encouraging people to stop calling it chemtrails. Call it chemical trails because the newbies get that faster than chemtrails, which is what we were all taught. Oh, that's just the, the, the airplane leaving the chemtrail when he's coming into an airport. We've got to call it a chemical trail because it really calls it what it is. Chemicals being spewed on all of us. Not a few, on all of us. Well, the thing thing that they don't understand is that a regular plane does not spew out chemicals. (laughs) Forget that. I'm really serious. Forget it because it's not that. I'm just saying that's why they don't get it. Well, that's because why I said they don't know. They they've been programmed to believe that all of that is all chemicals and it's nothing to worry about. What better way than to make make you not concerned about it? You know, it's none of your business. We're we're taking care of business, but don't worry about it. Hey, it's all okay. No, it's not okay. If okay. you know the difference between things, then you understand what's chemtrails or chemical trails, and what's not. A regular plane does not throw out chemicals. It's it's just not that. It's just not chemicals, not in the sense that chem, chemical trails are. Um, well, that, well, that's why um, for many people, you're right, they think that what the gasoline, but always ask them, can you See the plane. If they cannot see the plane, tell them that is a chemical plane who is dumping chemicals on your house, your children, your family. And maybe uh, more of them will start seeing that because that's what we have to start doing. We have to be that blunt. So I I, I get what you're saying, and um, I'm just trying to be a, a pushy broad that I are. Yes, you are. <laughs> I are. <laughs> but yes, it's now 12.30 <laughs> and we've got a ho, ho, pono pono 
But uh, I, th- I thought it was good that um, it was that an hour Elaine ago. Needed to talk, <laughs> yeah. But Elaine needed some time. Yes, and yes, I and that's good. That. Yeah, so don't look it. at it as you dumping your stuff on us, Elaine. We want to hear this. Uh-uh. We want to know how you're doing. Well, thank because you. you're the most uh, affected by this insanity, mm-hmm. by uh, a, a group insanity. So it really behooves us to really kind of protect you by you talking it out so you can hear other maybe other suggestions. So. Yeah, well, and sometimes you, you just need to know you've got support out there, too. Yeah, and you've got yeah, support here. Yeah. You yeah. have support. Well, I like your suggestion. I am going to look up an individual and see if I can't find somebody that can do some decent editing for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and if they don't, they might know somebody who, who can. You know, the, you know, maybe they're not... Maybe they don't have the equipment. Maybe they're not capable of doing it, but they know somebody who who does. But it's the it's the a flesh and blood man or woman you're looking for, not a product that can be sold to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's um, real quick. The, the cop that threatened me with me, how would you like it if I came and handcuffed you? And uh, he also said, uh, "Well, why would you need to edit your videos?" You know, as if I'm editing them to create a problem. And so when I took the CDs in and met with the police, um, the guy, the he was white. Thank God I'm not a racist, but you know, the white people will at least listen to you. The Mexicans just want to write you off. But he was white, and he said, "Yeah, even when I edit this, so he knew." And so as I was showing him. I said, okay, look, if I remove the contrast, then the dark becomes light. And so you could actually see by that Uh editing three fingers reaching over the roof trying to pull off my polar light. And and so he could see it. And And it immediately reminded me of the one that said, well, why would you need to edit, you know, the video? Yes, right. You broke. So I was glad to see that, um, you know, there was someone that at least knew the purpose for editing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. All right. Well, this is good. Moving forward, you're going to do great. So let us put our arms out, and we're going to give you a hug, Elaine, that you'll remember all week long, and hold him up. Raise hands so we can give him a hug, too, and your puppy dog, so that we can give you all this hugging and energy to have you face each day better and better and better and better and better and better. Okay, on the count of three, we're going to give Elaine a lot <coughs> to carry her through. A one, a two, a three. On my face, so excellent. <laughs> all right, you have a great one. 
and we will talk to you and I'll get an email out so that oh, the better turn off the- It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.